Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. I am joined today by Elki, the man, the myth, the legend from France, fresh off a World Series of Poker win. Elki, how's it going? Hey, Jeff, how are you, man? Uh, awesome, you know, it's, it's been eight years since I won a bracelet, so it's pretty good. <laughs> you know how many years? It's been 33 years since I've won one. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, 33, I don't have one a couple seconds. It's a, it's a great feeling. It's so hard to win. Yeah, so it's got to nice feel. Uh, it's so hard to win, especially like 2,700 players. Crazy. Fight, you know, I mean, like, obviously, like, they were not all the best players in the world but it's just so much harder to beat like 2700 players of course and, like, even I mean honestly really players, how, how would you equate that like a $500 2700 versus let's just take a say it's a 100k tournament where the best in, you know some of the best in the world like 100 how much harder do you think it is I mean because it's crazy no, like, it's, it's just much mad. harder I yeah. think it would have been easier for me to win like the one I got second against Doug in uh, Vegas I yep. think it was like 120 players or something mm-hmm. I think that's like so there was like 27 uh, times less players. I think it's probably like, I would guess like 10 times harder. Yeah. Five to 10 times harder. Just, Five to 10 times harder to win the one with 2,700 players. Of course. It's so hard because the, the, the all-ins, you got to win the ace, king, the queens. Yeah. You got to hold cooler. I mean, just like, it's I mean, just, like, even like, everybody is pretty good nowadays too. Like, obviously some of those guys in the final, they make pretty big mistakes, but nobody is like, making like huge mistakes and they don't they never go in with zero equity you know what I mean it's like you still have right. to you still have to win those 70 30 and they're pretty hard to win like yeah to go far. It's, yeah. It, it is it's a minefield so alright fresh off we got a second bracelet another score almost 14 million dollars in live tournament earnings pretty incredible career you've had let's let's let people kind of that maybe most people in poker know who you are but you know, even myself, I know you were in gaming before. You did World uh, Warcraft, so that was... Starcraft kinda, mostly, I should. I did um, Warcraft and Starcraft. Starcraft mostly. Starcraft, okay. World of Warcraft, Starcraft. How does that... Just talk to me about your childhood like, kind of coming up. How did you... Were you in games from a very early yeah, age? from very early, actually. Because, uh, so, I, my brother is 10 years older than me. Okay. And I have, like, twin uh, brother and sister. They're twin, right? But, so, he got a computer for his birthday when he was 13. So, I was free. And my sister didn't want to play with him, so he was playing with me. So I started playing when I was three years old, and then wow. like, it was pretty unfair because I had no chance of winning ever. Obviously, I'm free and he's 13. Like <laughs> Jesus, like I, I never won for like 11 years in my life. All I wanted to do was to beat him one time, and he never let me win once. So actually, it's kind of like already triggered my competitive spirit. You know, I was like, "Fuck, man, I want to win one time. I, right. I just want to win one time." That's hilarious. So you were, so you got a very early <laughs> so start. Really early, yeah. And then talk to me about were you you were competing in Asia or some stadiums? Yeah. And so when I was like, uh, actually, that's when uh, when I was in high school, I guess that's when uh, internet started to come out, to come out. I think I had it first in like '97 or something like that, mm-hmm. and. Um, because I always love video games, but sometimes I would invite other friends to play, but it's not, like, play with friends is fun, but especially at the time, the AI, they really sucked, and playing against the computer, it's like, some games are fun to play against the computer, but it's not the same competitive things, you know, playing against, like, right. other persons, it's just, like, well, all the fun is, uh, so, uh, when I uh, when I got internet and I was able to play against other other players all over the world, like, all, all, uh, all the time, it was just, like, something really special and unique, and I really loved it, and, uh, so I played games and I was uh, pretty good at it. And uh, when I, uh, so I, I was like traveling France and Europe for tournaments. Uh, and then like I realized that like uh, there are 
players who are actually getting paid for it, like professional video gamers. But at the time, it was only in South Korea because South Korea they were like ten years ahead for esports and everything. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, back in the days in Europe, like there are some tournaments and you win like usually like computer hardware, like graphic cards and stuff, and you have to sell it. So it's pretty it's pretty rough to make a living right. <laughs> to make a living of it, you know. And so so I qualified to some tournament to. Uh, in South Korea, and then I went to, in uh, 2001, I went to play the World Cyber Games there, which is kind of like the Olympics of video games. And mm-hmm. I got second place against, like, the, I lost to, like, the best Korean guy. That, I don't know if you heard of him, Slayer's Boxer. He played some poker now, actually. Okay. No, I'm not. one is, like, the, he was, like, the best player ever at the time. So it was, like, the biggest... Uh, when you go there and you compete, were you, you, was it, you were in a stadium setting? Was there, like, people watching live? Uh, yeah, we played we play in stadium, like, uh, the biggest game I played, it was like stadiums of like 20,000 20, people watching back in like 2002. So it's like pretty, wow. it's pretty insane thing. So you were, you were like 21 years old, uh, yeah. born in 81. Actually, it helped me a lot for poker later, you know, because like when I was there, like I was always playing as a Korean and oh, everybody watching is Korean and they're pretty much always all cheering for the other guys. So like as soon as you make a little mistake, everybody's cheering and stuff. So yeah. it's like huge pressure, you know. So like now when I play poker, it's like. I mean, money is different, but I'm usually pretty chill, you know, because people are usually cheering for me too, so I'm pretty lucky. And it's That's like, awesome. it's not like, it's not the same. It's quite, quite different pressure, I guess, but it still helped a lot. Like, yeah. So, so you got in that. You're doing well. You're one of the best players, video games in the world. How did you transition to poker then? How what what made you kind of gravitate towards that? Oh, well, it was like really random actually. I, so like late in 2003, um, I was I was I was still a programmer in South Korea, but uh, I was like. Uh, maybe like top 10 in the world instead of like top 5 you know it was, mm-hmm. it was really really tough it's like unreal tough you know Koreans they have like the craziest work ethics they all practice like 14 hours a day and it's like it's like insane how hard they work in, uh, in South Korea I don't know if you're familiar with it but it's like yeah crazy. I actually have not been like, I want to go I know they have yeah, the trains now and it's, it's, a, it's a you should go actually it's really, yeah. it's really cool and and so you so you got into it you get into poker so uh, my friend he tells me like I one afternoon I had nothing to do and my friend he tells me like hey what's up and I'm like I don't know he, he was like a StarCraft player but he went back to the US so I guess he was like after the money maker boom you know like late 2003 and he's like oh you should try poker I'm like poker what, what is this like I don't want to lose my money I had like just like uh, right <laughs> And uh, he's like, no, oh, just go on, just go on uh, stars, and I send you ten dollars. And then I'm like, hey, you know what? Why not? So I just do it. I log in, and he gives me ten dollars, and then I start playing. And I'm like, wow, this game is really fun. Actually, it's like I really, I instantly loved it because it's a combination of like strategy and and skill and like psychology and luck and gambling and risk taking. And it's like, so it was like, I instantly loved the game, and I played for the first few months. I I played. I didn't really like. Um, I didn't even listen to what my friend was saying, you know. So like, <laughs> what, really what year was shit. that? Two thousand, late two thousand three. So this was at the literally the like moneymaker, yeah. the, the yeah. superstar like, of the boom. Uh, yeah, I think I opened my, my I opened my account like September two thousand three. So it's like really the start. Wow. My friend was giving me advice, and I would not listen to anything he says. Obviously, he's like Queen Ten under the gun. You fold him. Like, wow, Queen Ten looks so nice. <laughs> right. Yeah, I want to see a flop. Right. I didn't yeah. even know like uh, I didn't even know the rules, you know like. Like one time, I thought when you had an ace high flush, it's a nut, so you like chop with any other ace high flush. So every time there was an ace on the board and I had like a flush, I would go all in. And one time I obviously got called by a guy with a king and I lost. I'm like, oh, what? What the fuck? Yeah. I met probably some, so many sick bluffs. I met probably so many people for the better hand because of that. Wow. I thought if there was like four cards of the flush and you have one, 
Everybody has an inside flush and it's a chop. That's actually not, yeah, it's not a bad <laughs> trick. That's a good, that is a good bluff. Um, so you got, you get into it, you start playing. Were you playing cash games or always tournaments? Yeah, I was playing cash games. One of the advice my friend gave me is like, never play tournaments. Obviously, like, one week in, I'm like, oh, tournaments, sounds fun, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, tur- yeah, tournaments are, obviously, it's gone well for you. Uh, almost 14 million in live earnings. But now. I didn't play so much tournaments. Actually, I played much more tournaments uh, after I, I got sponsored by, uh, by Styles. Before that, I, didn't, I played a lot of cash game, but then I got sponsored, and, you know, like... Uh, uh, I was traveling around the world playing tournaments. I'm like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should focus and improve my tournament game and play more of them. But uh, by the beginning, I was playing a lot more. And, and how did your how did your family feel about this? Like, because you sort of so you're already playing video games, traveling the world, which is sort of especially at that time, the very it's like the beginning yeah. essentially. So it's a kind of a, a crazy thing in, in in the eyes of a, a yeah. Parent that was that was the craziest thing, especially when I told them like I was uh, accepted to go to like um, after high school. You know, there's like those like school that pre- prepares you to go to like higher school so mm-hmm. like I was accepted to go there but I wasn't really I was like oh, I don't think I'm gonna go because I'm like because like, I, I kind of felt it like you know it was like the time to take a risk like take a chance like if I if I go there and study that's what my brother did actually and then he became engineer but yes like this one you actually have to study because like I got kind of lucky I guess I didn't have to study much in uh, high school I would just like as soon as I got internet I would play every day until 4am and sleep a couple of hours and yeah. just do my homework in the bus or in the, yeah, <laughs> on the way. Sounds very similar to so, me. Yeah, uh, and then I was like, my brother told me, like, actually, you kind of have to work and study at this, uh, if you go there. And I'm like, oh, I want to study. Uh, either I can study or I can just like try to play video games for a living. It's like, but also I kind of knew it was the timing, right? If I if I study now and then like, basically my life is kind of be like all set for me, for me. And then like, if I don't take the chance to play video games for a living now, it would never happen, right? So I guess I kind of had it in me already as a risk taking aspect, you know, like it's also like the opportunity, like sometimes like, you know, it sounds pretty cliche, but like this opportunity is just like once in a lifetime. If I start, if I stop, if I don't do it, like when I'm like, 19 years old, I'm never going to... Yeah, gonna it makes it, sense. Know? It's like risk as well with financially and different things. You, you can t- at younger, you can do these things. Yeah. You can't be 40 or I'm 35 like, oh, if, I, if, I, if I fail, like, two years of my life, who cares? I'm just going to do something else and I'm going to go back to study and I'm sure I can do something else. So so um, so I pretty much quit school and focused on uh, focused on gaming. So And uh, I'm really lucky my family were really supportive. Actually. My mom was super supportive. She was like, do what do whatever makes you happy, you know. And yeah, or or awesome. a friend they were telling you, telling you, oh man, your, your son is crazy. What is he doing? Playing video games for a living? What's gonna happen to him? Right. Uh, you know, video games they got really bad stigma. Now it's slightly better, but it's still have a huge stigma. You know. Yeah. Like those. Well, I mean, now esports and they're giving scholarships yeah. to universities. You see Ninja, these guys making like yeah. professional athlete money. Yeah, but it's still like it's still like. Of like, course. Lots of stupid articles saying like video game, like violent video games, they lead to violence, which is like. The dumbest thing ever, right. obviously. Like it's not because you play a video game which exactly. is bloody. Yeah, you just play Grand Theft Auto. All these people. games all the time. Well, you're gonna start killing people on the street. It's just like zero correlation whatsoever. But right. Like. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's it's sort of like poker as well. It does have negative connotations yeah. society wise, and you know, of course, moderation and, and different things are always important. But no, now talk to me. So, video games, your family supports. How was the transition once you said, okay, I'm going to now do not video games. I'm going to play poker because there is that element of gambling, money involved. Was that was that a tricky transition, or did you just kind of? No, uh, that was pretty smooth actually because. Uh because I decided to do it when I was like, uh, so like the first few months I didn't take the game seriously and after like a few months, you know, I really love the game. I'm like, you know what, maybe I should study and get better at this game now. Right. Because it's, uh, it's very fun and there's maybe some potential, but uh, at the time it was pretty hard to study actually. There was like pretty much no books, like all the, all the books, all the books available, it was like five books. 
There was like the super, super system. system. Super yeah. system was pretty good. Then there was a book by like Chiche Cloutier and Tom McEvoy, and it's like small pair pocket queens. Like what the. F- Right, right. <laughs> you have a skiing, it's a roving hand, you got no ace or no king, you check it down. Right. And I was like, at the time I had a skiing, I raise and I check it down and win. I'm like, oh wow, I'm so lucky to win this hand. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's changed. Like, totally game, different game, you the know. The game changed a lot. So how did you how did you then get the deal, you know, back, it, these the deals are a lot different now, the landscape. How was it to get your first deal with Pokerjones? How did that go down? Did they approach you? How, how did, or did you contact them? What was the relationship yeah, that got well, you the deal? First, I was invited, I was invited to like a, a eSports game, eSports sitting goal, like, a, and I wanted to qualify to a EPT Deauville. Okay. And so uh, that's how I got in contact with them. And then also I was like, I was one of the biggest grinders on the side for, I won like, I think when I, the year I signed, I won like, 20 tickets to the main event. Back in the days, there was like so many, you know, like it was so, because it would qualify so many players. So right. it was like, it was like, uh, it was like double shootout, you know, and you can qualify mm-hmm. for like, hundred, just like 150 uh, or something. You can win 10 case, 10 case seats. Right. So to win two seating goals. So it's like, I played a lot of them and I won 20. So I kind of caught their eye and then like, they were like increasing their team. Back in, when I joined, the team was really small. I think there were like eight of us, I think only. Mm-hmm. So they so they they say to you, hey, what do you think about coming on? You sign a contract. I mean, that's got to be pretty cool to get. Yeah, that was getting for, sure. was for sure. That's why I first started playing. You know, they were like going so much, and they had like uh, awesome awesome tournament, awesome tournaments. They were like EPT was like rising at the, at the mm-hmm. time as well. well uh, I want speaking of that. So I do. So you signed a deal. Was this before or after then? So for, when did you sign your deal? Because this uh, is in June two thousand. Five, I believe. Okay, so this was February. So your first ever live tournament that you cashed, you may maybe played. Oh, 2006, actually. June 2006 or 2005. Damn it. I think 2006. June 2006. Around that. So 12, 13, 14. About 2006, 13. yeah. Okay, so a while back. But you do your first ever cash is a final table at, at uh, this EPT on a side event, it looks like. So did that kind of get you hooked? You, you made the final, you get the final table, your first, you know, it's, you feel the excitement, you know, the tournaments are special. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, it's, yeah, yeah. Exciting. it's hard It's hard to play live. You know, the first time I played live, I had a hard time counting the chips and everything was going so slow, you know, right. I was playing like yeah, 15 tables online and now it's like, one hand. You got to remember too, Elky set, I believe, a Guinness World Record for sit and goes. Yeah, is that true? You 62? Like, uh, 60, 62, 63 in one hour. In one hour, had, and to, I had win, to win. I had show to win. a profit. So 63 sit and goes in one hour, was which tough, is just man. insane. Also, I know, I know software to help, you know, no table right. or anything. So I had to do everything manually. Like Crazy. at the beginning, when you launch them, you're like 30 at the same time, it's okay, it's chill. But then, like, it gets like 400 everywhere, and it's like, fuck, man, it goes really, it goes really fast. Did, was, that, was that a one time, one try deal, or did you try, do like try I didn't even try before. I was just like, let's do it, and I barely tried before, so I just like. So I mean, yeah, because if you think about like the the fact of playing a one table live tournament versus playing sixty three tables at one time on a screen. Yeah, well, sixty three is for the war Guinness, obviously. You know, more, mostly I played like I don't know. I, I think at the peak when I was grinding really hard to become supernova, maybe like. 20, something like that. Like 20, that's 30, insane. 30, 20, 30, I mean, I remember playing 12 or 14 and it was like six max cash and it was like, you know, kind of crazy. It's like 30, when you start talking about 30, 40 screens, like it, it really yeah, is. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's not, I mean, that's a unique skill set. So a big difference. So you go, you go live, you make a final <laughs> table. Now it looks like you didn't play for 
uh, alive at least for about a year or so. I played a bit, but I bluffed into quad ACs and uh, you know, yeah. those stuff that you play live, like some guy three bet and there's two ACs on the board, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, so it takes, cool. <laughs> takes a while for you. Yeah, you took a while, you may be playing a little too crazy. You go to the World Series, was that your first time in Vegas then? You would sign then around, let's just say, June 2006? Uh, yeah. Who won in 2006? Hashem? Uh, no, no. I think 0-3 was Moneymaker 4. I think was... I, went, I went into 0-5, but I only went for the main event and I busted. Okay. I busted on. In 06, that was the first time I, I went for a bit longer, yeah. So 0-6, you go, you have a, you have a, a score, and then 0-6, then also you got EPT, and then you hit your first. I mean, this is so this is a real score. You get a 400K score, you take second in an EPT. What was that experience like? So that, that that's was awesome, man. That was the best feeling. That was the best feeling ever. That really like what uh, what got me hooked. Yeah, so you get yeah. you get second, four hundred thousand US. Um, that 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 was it. That was like kind of like when you're like, all right, I'm a professional poker player, and you're definitely going in. I mean, that's that's a big big score, four hundred grand. Yeah, that, yeah, that, you boost your bankroll, sure, your yeah. stakes, everything. That was. Would you say that's like your signature moment? Like that they got you looking back on your career. Is that the one that maybe you, if you don't have that, would you? Were you always going to be a poker player? Or did this give you? I like think a, I was always going to be a poker player. I think like the really signature one, the bigger one, was probably the PCA. Like a few, like a one year after, I think. Right. Yeah. Let's well, let's just. Yeah, 2008. So you get a you get a four hundred thousand dollars score, and then two thousand. This was definitely the year of of Elky. Two thousand eight, January, take first. $8,000 main event 2 million you just scored insane. 2 million I mean, what is, by your sponsor you're in the Bahamas where we are now Bahamas has been yeah, with you and awesome, uh, tell me what that was like you can see 1,100 entries I mean, that's just like uh, that was surreal, the best thing right? in the world I went like God the entire time never lost never lost pretty much never lost a hand actually <laughs> actually I lost one hand I, think, I remember now I was so sad when I lost a hand as well I would, I would uh you were like surprised. You're like, yeah. oh, I was so surprised too. Cause one guy, one guy, they do something that they never do normally. Is he like back jammed with like some guy raised, and some guy called, and we we're like, I don't know, one guy had like maybe twenty something blinds, mm-hmm. and I three bet with a queen suited, and the guy would call just like jam with Jack Dan after after calling. You know, back in back in the days, play, play, players play way different. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a whole different game. So different. I was like, what? And I lost his hand, and I was like, what? How does that happen? And I was short. I was pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you came back. Yeah, you win it. You get the two million dollar. Yeah. Just a dream scenario. And then uh, I see Definitely also the best thing in the world. Like I don't know, it's just like nothing compares to it. Well, and then you got later that year. So the start in January, and then it was the. This used to be the 15k WPT championship. This this was crazy prize pools, and they're kind of trending yeah. back this way. But you won now a WPT for 1.4 million that year. So this is. I mean, this is just a, yeah, a legendary. Like the prize pool were crazy, but also was was crazy. Crazier is like the Patreon, but I got so lucky to get first because it was like 1.4, 700, 350. Right. It was like really brutal, man. It's like it was insane. Like the maybe like yeah, pretty still close. A big, it's still it's a big huge, jump. Man. 500k. Like You're insane. talking about like, the third place jump, even like a yeah. It's between. like it's like between first and third is like three x almost. It's yeah, like insane. Like those like. Yeah, so so, so you, and, and and you end up now you get this win. So you get you have two signature wins in 08. And you actually end up you have a triple crown. So what oh, mean, no, I didn't have to be, I didn't have to deal with Supiza. I had to grind with so Supiza for a few more years. But you have I'm saying now you okay, so we'll we'll take a look at that win for the bracelet, but that, there's a, how many players do you know that have a triple crown? It's not many that have won yeah, all three. It's I think like, like four or five. Yeah. I think uh, there's Jake Cody, uh Davidi. Moshan 
Moshe on Moshe, Chicago Moshe, card got it now because uh, uh, technically he won the bracelet a year or two ago. Oh, there's okay. not many. Yeah, it's a Moshe handful of guys. And, uh, I forgot the ones going to win, you have to understand, to win a major in the three, what what are considered the most prestigious events now, I mean, party poker. Yeah, now actually it should be a quarter per crown to win the party poker millions, right? Right. Because it's like back, back in the days, they were like, it's pretty new too. I think it's a couple of years, but mm-hmm. it just became like one of the most prestigious, like instantly pretty much. So yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, this, this here, it's the main. Awesome what they've done actually, like, to the start of the tour and like within a year everybody's playing it yeah. everybody wants to win it and it's like it, the biggest event in the world yeah it's I mean like party poker really the party poker main events now are there is they're the 10k this got you know they're, they're guaranteeing 10 million on a lot of these this was uh, Adrian Mateos just won for 1.3 million I mean it's crazy like you said this is now considered the best live series you know or, or it's it's sort of taken over I think EPT you can say that party poker live is the best live uh you know, tour like yeah, versus stars. Sure. You know, you know they're, they're gaining traction, so it's it's very cool. That would be that's a good goal then, right? That's the most prestigious too. It's really it's really really hard, hard to to win one, of course. Like a bracelet is always prestigious, but I mean like it's always hard to win one, obviously. But you still have like eight chances a year or something, you know. But like party poker tour, you're gonna have like what five chances? Four, yeah, four, six, five, six max. You know? So yeah, I mean it's it is. Well, we're gonna talk more about party and what's going on because it's a lot. Well, there's a lot of things coming up as well online and and other stops with party poker. But then you go back to the Bahamas in January and you take first in the 25k for 400k. So now, I mean, at this point, you're you know you're just you're cruising to 0809. It looks like you're just I mean yeah, you're those were, those were the you're in the absolute yeah. zone. You've got another 700k, 800k score and the the Bellagio. Uh, 25k yeah you, you hit another monster score when, when was the World Series when did you win your first World Series bracelet? I won it like a few years back two, uh, 2011 2011 let's find I it I won stud too you know what I never played stud before oh here it is and the main <laughs> event not like a side event stud you yeah, get the 10k, 10K I was like you know what this year let's play some 10ks and the first 10k I played was like uh, uh, deuce to seven you know and I right. feel him mute and every time he weighs four so it's like the easiest game ever <laughs> <laughs> it's even easier than no limit he's like he weighs somebody if he him you just shove they all fold all the time it's like okay, that's awesome <laughs> so when you got that triple crown I mean that that was a that's a pretty special moment 2011 you get that done um, where, where you, I mean you just you just got it's crazy man to really look at the career and look back the head and so cool how you can see that right you can see you can relive and the years start blending together you start seeing the the trajectory and and, and what was did that get you more into mixed games or were you just kind of like no I just you know you yeah, play I, play, I, play, I, play, I play more mixed games after actually the problem is like it's hard because you know they mostly have it doing the WSOP in Vegas but right. like all year long you don't have much mixed games actually. they don't have like Europeans they don't play that much of it right in Europe or even here like they don't have any mixed game tournament which is kind of like I mean, I guess there's not enough players who want to play it. Right, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. You play some, you play some mixed games. A little too? bit. I mean, I love, I love PLO. I guess it's not. Tech, I mean, it's yeah. technically a mixed game, but it's it's one of them. I mean, it's the two no limit hold them in PLO. I like I like some other games. I, I can't say I'm an expert in any of those. Seven ones, is really fun. I think that one is fun. a great game. Yeah, I know fun. how to play. The singer and triple row, I think, is my favorite. Those are my favorites. They're like really fun games. Yeah. I, every summer I say I'm going to start playing more and then it just becomes the World Series is so you know there's so many tournaments and the no limit every day there's something so yeah. I find myself not but um, I do want to go alright this is a all these great years you've had such a so many scores but 2012 we were talking earlier today about this I want to share so you go there you don't have a cash at the World Series main event uh, you, no 2012 was a good year I think 2013 was not a good 
Well, well, hold on. But two, oh, okay, 2012. Okay, we're going to go up here to 2012. I think the story you told me. Let's talk about a pivotal moment in your life, not necessarily your career. 2012, you bust the World Series main event. Is this right? Yeah. In, the, in 2012. Tell me what happened. So you you get a bad beat, eights to ace three, you're tilted. Yeah, and you've end been of too, you know, I've been grinding. Like, somehow it hasn't been that great, actually, in 2000, uh, 2012. I mean, it was all right, I guess, but it was not like the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I got a freak. I got one final table. It's not the. It's not like a terrible summer, but right. uh, but um, so tell me what happens. What happens on the day you bust the World Series main event? Because as a poker player, that's one of the days when you bust the main yeah, event. The World Series, it's that's like the just, worst day of the year. You're like, you know? oh, wow, it's like a, it's like when Christmas ends. You got another full year until something that is like so powerful yeah. and good. So you yeah. bust. What, what do you do? Yeah, when you run so good, you know, it's hard to believe that you actually lose a hand when you're like seventy percent to win. It's like what the right. In the and I was like yeah. focused. I was focused for the entire summer. You know, I didn't go out to drink. I didn't drink alcohol once. I was like really focused as a. As a Oh, all summer long and I busted the main event I'm like oh, you know fuck that I need to like get some stress out I'm gonna go drink with my friends tonight every, every day like people wanting to go drink with me and I'm like no I can't I can't I have to, yeah I have you're to working focus. this is focus. your this is your season I have to focus you know it's like the most important time of the year and mm-hmm. then I bust it so I'm like you know what fuck it let's go let's go out and drink so I go I take some of my friends and then like some of my friends are like uh, Tao I think and then I joined them there but then there's one guy which is like kind of annoying so I'm like oh you know what let's go somewhere else and then so we ended up like joining I think it was a uh, Mike Mizraki and Joe Cassidy. Okay, the, those are fun guys to go out Marquis. with. Marquis, yes. it was great, great atmosphere, ambience, and actually that's like, that's how I met uh, my fiance now, Jenny, because that's really a crazy story because it was the last night, that was the only, that was the first night I went out and like I busted like last level eights against ace three and if I don't lose that hand, I'd probably make it and I'd never go out of course because if I'm day, day free yeah, of the main, yeah, yeah, day free of the right. main, you're not going, you're not no. going out, you know, it's like, yeah. So uh, and that was her last night in uh, in Las Vegas actually. So her, she, it was her last night. Her last night because she's from uh, Washington DC and okay. her, her sister just turned twenty one. So she so she came to celebrate her sister twenty first birthday. So it was her last night. So if I don't go out, I never meet her. So it's pretty it's pretty crazy. crazy. That was if I don't lose a hand, I never meet her for sure. Yeah, so that's July 2012, and now you're your fiance of, so you've been together for over seven years. That's a pretty incredible story, and those are one of those ones you just feel like it's meant to be, the energy, everything aligns. Yeah, yeah it's really crazy sometimes, actually, if you think about it. Some, you know? yeah, you, sometimes you get knocked out or a tournament. That's, that's what I like to say. It's like not about what happens, how you react, and you never know when something that feels like in the moment that's bad, that's like, yeah. is like so like, oh, you know, that's how I feel now too. If I get knocked out, it's like, all right, we well, get to spend time with your family yeah, or your loved good ones, can, your something kids good, you or can make Something things. good out of it and something good can happen. Like if I win a hand to like nothing happens, you know, I have like maybe like 75% of the average stack on day two of the World Series, you know, maybe I can, maybe, I, you, you never know what would happen, but it's not like, it's pretty insignificant hand compared to like, my career right yes that's a, it's it's crazy so that's a that's a beautiful story i love to hear that nowadays not that there's anything wrong people meet online tinder this and that all good but when you have like a live like a meeting in person kind of like a met like a yeah. sliding doors uh energy that you know the butterfly effect everything's different i never so. used tinder you know that's pretty sick actually you haven't seen which one i never used tinder i never used tinder i always met yeah people. i always met uh, people like yeah same like, but i'm saying now it's yeah, now this it's generation yeah. like literally i'd say over half of my friends that are maybe 60 70 percent meet online and even in college where it's so like there's so many 
you know, everyone's in person, but people now are meeting. That's just like what happens. People love to, to meet like that. So again, yeah. no judging, but it's cool. I mean, I mean, online is just definitely taking over like the entire world. So it makes total sense, right? Yes, absolutely. So, all right. So 2012, we have, uh, we go through here and we look. So, I mean, listen, you had, I don't want to spend, I love talking about the, the career and whatnot, but you're, you know, you've traveled the world, you've played cards. We kind of looked through some of the earlier um you know, the earlier parts of your career, you do have a, a second in the 100K buy-in. You get second to Doug Polk for, what was that, 2017 for a yeah. huge amount, 2.3 million. What was that like, playing 100K and being being having that result? Because I I played that 100K as well, the 111K one-drop, great tournament. I, I mean, I've uh, played a couple times. I've cashed once, but to get there, that final table in 100K buy-in. Yeah, it's awesome. I was cheaper there too. Like, money way, I think I was cheaper there almost all the way through the bubble. I think I was cheaper there for like... Uh for a while, so it's just like, uh, it's pretty amazing, amazing feeling, yeah. Yeah, 2.2 million you score, and then you go. Also, Doug Paul is my friend, and we got heads up together. It's yeah. Like, you know, we play, we battled so much heads up together. Before before he was playing the higher stakes, when he was kind of on his way up, we battled, mm-hmm. and when I was playing a lot online, we were battled, we had a lot of heads up battles. I think that was like, oh, was that? Maybe seven, eight, something like that. Before he, before he, was, he was crushing, when I was still playing quite a bit of cash games online, and when, before he started crushing the higher stakes, so we battled a lot, so it's uh, it's really cool to uh, to be together at that. The, of course, like, yeah, playing for a bracelet like, for all know. the money, that's that's amazing. So you get a huge score, and then, you know, again, we see you come back, and now, just now, you get, as we started the show, talking about uh, just now the World Series of Poker, the Colossus. These are one of those tournaments when you play, you kind of sign up, and, like, the actual thought of winning this is so you know it's gonna be 2,000 3,000 people that ends up being 2,100 with three entries really like 2,700 plus people the odds of winning a 2,700 plus tournament even if you think you know if you're one of the better players it's yeah, it's pretty it's like surreal so I mean it's surreal. surreal and actually you know sometimes I was looking at the payouts and I was like trying to not to look at it because there was like so we started with 2,700 players and there was like 60 players left and if you put around 60 it's like just like looks like it's yeah it's it's, it's you crazy know, you, make, you, make, you make like you make like 64th out of like 2700 and i would like barely get my free buying back <laughs> right yeah you're up a thousand dollars you play for days so that, so it's like insane it's like a definitely like insane feeling to like make it and uh and there was like so much drama too because of sean Deeb and the hand or if you oh, follow that it's like insane it's like, wait what happened with that because they um I, I didn't. I did hear about this because oh yeah, because of the, the World Series. There was the play, POI. They said Negron, you won, but he in his mind had to get a certain oh, spot. Yeah, but when I, so when I played, Shondi was like third out of eleven, and I was like on day three, mm-hmm. and I was maybe like fifth or sixth, and uh, Shondi needed to get fifth place, right? So he needed to play like super ago, and like there were like super like people with like six and seven blinds left because obviously it's like pretty turbo structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And then I ended up busting Sean Deeb in a hand where it, like he kind of leveled himself a little bit against against me because like, the day before I told like some uh, journalist I think I'm not gonna bluff Sean you know he's the best player alive like why would I why would I play a big part against him like so there are people who are like so little experience playing like uh, tournaments and no limit and so I wouldn't do it and then like. I'm in a hand against Sean, and he thinks I'm bluffing. He thinks I'm bluffing him. <laughs> oh, because you, oh, yeah, you said that last. So what, what was the actual hand? The actual hand it was like he limps a small blind, and uh, I think we he started with like uh, maybe 27, 27 blinds, something like that. Okay. And I covered, and so he limps a small blind. I checked the big blind, flop is queen ten nine, 
with the for ten, sure. ten nine of clubs. Okay. Now he leads, and I um, for like in like one point two blind, I think, and I make it like uh, four blinds maybe. Course and turns the uh, ten who pairs, which pairs, so it doesn't bring a club. He checks, and I bet like pot. And so he's pretty much committed if he right. Uh, he has to have sure like, fold on. And he tanks for tanks for a while, and then uh, then he jams and uh, Jack eight suited, so pretty easy, pretty easy out of uh, the straight. Right, you fought and the straight. He, had, he had he had like Jack nine off, and he's what I would like power with like Jack X of clubs and like, mm-hmm. which maybe I do sometimes, but probably not. Probably yeah, not in this part in the tournament. I think I don't know. It's, it's difficult, man. It's like you know what. Every hand we all, we, all, we, all, we all mess up sometimes we all level right. ourselves it's like happens so yeah. happens to uh, to all of us so, so and then he and he breaks and he, uh, he busted in uh, 11 actually and one guy busted at the same place as him so it's like and then like a few days later he found out that he actually only needed to get knife to win which he would have gotten like 100% because like right he would never because like win. one guy limped the small blind and he shoved like king nine off one guy limped with like 11 blinds and then he shoved king nine off and he got called by his five but like because right. he needed to get fifth, but if he needed to get ninth, he would have got it. He would have checked back. And it, it's have, actually it's it's one of the more interesting kind of con- controversies. It's very complicated because they announced Daniel Negreanu wins the the WSOP Player of the Year, which would have been his third time, right? And then yeah. someone, a, a reporter from I believe Russia or somewhere, sees does some math or goes back, looks through all the results. Finds out that one of the results wasn't correct, and as you're mentioning, Sean Deeb, who thought he had to get what fifth? Yeah, he's only have to get fifth. He so he's, so, fifth. So he's, he's going so he with a pretty, totally pretty, different pretty strategy. Yeah, obviously, it's like really different. It's the same like, thing. It's the same thing for Sean. He's got a lot of money. He's one of the more better players in the world. He's not whether he he's not looking the ladder. He's yeah, not worried if he gets like, two or seven thousand dollars. He wants that that player of the year is a you know it's a banner, it's a moment, it's a year, it's a it's a very prestigious, you know, in our career in our thing. So when bracelets to win this, look in accolades. So I mean it's a, it's especially a, for him, you know he has a family. He's got bets as well. He has a family and he traveled all the way to uh to Kings, which is a great place to play, but yeah. he, he went there for like a month to like uh, to grind those points because obviously he's not gonna go there to grind a fire your tournament. Right. <laughs> if if he's uh, if it's not for the players or your point, you know, even if it's a it's a great event like Right. Plays like all the 10k and 25k yeah. in Vegas. So yeah, it's a, exactly it's a, it's a it's a way now. It's a thing. You got kids. You got family. There's only so many trips or things yeah. you want to do, and what's worth it and whatnot. So it's a huge. I, I don't know what's going to happen because if you really think about it, it's um it is controversial. I don't even know the right answer. I know there was some talk about whether he should be split, which I don't think. He, how do you do? Uh, you know, how can you do these things? It's but so, I mean, like, it feels really bad for Sean because he would have gotten fifth for sure. He would have gotten ninth for sure and win. Right. But also, everybody would have. It's kind of like a butterfly effect. If he they knew at the right time, everybody would have played different, right? That's Daniel true would have too. played different. Cam, maybe not Robert Campbell, but Daniel would have definitely played different if he so he was behind and needed more points also. Right. And also Sean would have played like um, if he thought he was leading, he might have played different going to the going into the last tournament too. That's true. So you can't you can't difficult. look you can't look at just one person's yeah. situation. You can't look at like, so they, you cannot, it feels terrible for Sean, but you cannot look at the day three of this point. Like the entire trip to uh, to Kings Casino and Rosvadov would have been way different if like the points were correct. Like because Daniel was just like trying to like. Uh, maximize like the points and like min cash to get points because he was in the lead so he, right. like, he thought like he didn't need to like gamble has hard to get like a super high finish you know what I mean it's very so complicated it's like it's 
It's difficult. It's very difficult. I'll to be honest. With we do a lot of content. Same with you. I'm sure you don't watch a ton of poker because you play a lot. You you stream some on Twitch. I want to talk about that a little bit as well. And you do a lot of stuff. Like it's hard. I don't. I'm not up to date. I hear the Mike Postle stuff. I hear bits and pieces. I don't really spend my free time watching all this stuff. I try to stay in tune to what's going on. Now I know there was a little bit of controversy on whether or not Daniel knew that there was an error in the points though. That's like what I think Sean was trying to say. Of course he knew, you know, you know your points, you look at at all on that. So I don't want to speculate or not, but I think that that's also part of the argument. Like, was there an error that Daniel knew going into the final, right? Did he know that that was that that, that whole thing? So I don't even want to, you know, whatever. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, I don't think he knew. I mean, I don't either. I I know Daniel and I I think, I uh, I really don't think, I really don't think. I don't either. But that's, I think that was like Sean was, you know, and they have a little bit of a beef, right? They, They have sort of a, they go at each other, so I think yeah. they're always looking. It's pretty to... sad for poker that they have such a beef. You know, they're two great players, and it's like yeah, it is. But it's all. I mean, it's good to see competitive juices flowing at at yeah. some degree. But I to I'm, some degree, but sometimes it gets a bit it gets a little nasty. It doesn't have yeah. to get personal. You know, what I mean, it's like it's not, obviously it's nice to have rivalry and people want to beat each other, but like, right it doesn't really need to get personal. Yes, I believe, but. Well, interesting that you actually won the event. You were there. Yeah, so I got really lucky actually. If maybe if Sean didn't need to get ninth, he would have forty to me. I got a lot of chips at hand, obviously, you know. And, right. Uh, so I entered the final table like third out of ninth, and then if I, if Sean needs to get ninth, he just fours. He yeah, just maybe four, you're, now just you're like, in sixth or seventh or, or fifth. Or, it's, it's, all it's, it's, different, it's all different. It's all different. It's like losing in the World about, Series yeah. of Poker, eight to ace three, and now your fiance seven years, and uh, life's always. It is a crazy. It's really, it's really crazy if you think about it. Like we're in the simulation, man. We're in the matrix. It's it's wild. Um, tell me what Team Liquid is, because I see this is something that you rep. You're also Team Party Poker along with myself. I want to talk about Party, um, but Team Liquid, what is that? Oh, team Liquid is like uh, one of the biggest uh, esports organization in the world, one of the best one. Actually, I've been friends with uh, <coughs> and the founder for like so many years now, man, 20 years or something. Crazy, if you think about it, like uh, pretty much. So it started as like a StarCraft uh, community site and then the they grew up to be like one of the best esports organization in the in the world. They have like teams in like every single game. They're like uh, they won like the biggest esport tournament. Like the have you heard the uh, international? Those yeah. like, tattoos they won yes. like uh, two years ago. Okay. So it's like pretty insane the prize pool. That was like I think twenty three million prize pool or something like in the tournament. It's wow. like crazy. With like no buying, it's like. Uh, compared to poker, it already looks pretty crazy, 23 million price pool, but if you think about it, they actually put like zero money. Like the price pool in poker are huge because players pay for it, right? But in right. esports, sponsors they're, all, and... they're all sponsors. Or like, actually, it's like kind of crowdfunded. There is really cool system where people buy buy something online and like most of it goes to the price pool. So it's uh, it's really, really cool, actually. That's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Esports are, it's fun and it's, it's interesting to see now so many athletes teams people investing and pouring in money into esports and it really it really is growing uh and you, if you had to how much do you what how would you say you balance out of 100 percent pie poker esports and stuff like uh, that i don't really compete so i i joined team liquid to compete for hearthstone when yeah. about the game so mm-hmm. i was competing for for a bit and uh and i won some side event but it was like too difficult to um it was too difficult to do to do both actually like the problem yeah, there was like some problem with like Hearthstone was a great game, but the competition aspect is like too much grind. It's like you have to get so many points for everything. Like some other games, because it's a card game, there's variance. So I mean, um, so you have to like play a lot of like tournaments, and you have to grind a lot to get the points necessary. Because like even if you're better, there's like if I'm way better than you, maybe I'm gonna win like sixty-five percent of the time, you know. Or mm-hmm. like if you're like terrible, if you never played, I'm gonna win like 
95% of the time. Similar to poker, but, probably, right? But, yeah. But uh, poker, yeah, kind of similar, except poker, like, if you never played and you go in every hand, you have pretty decent chance of uh, beating, pretty decent chance of beating me. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of similar in the, in the way, except, like, to qualify for the tournament. In poker, you can just, like, pay the entry fee or, like, satellite in or something. But in Hearthstone, you have to get a lot of points all year mm-hmm. long, so you have to play so many games, and it's, like, and you have to play like a lot the, the last two days of every month because how the point system works it's reset yeah. every month so like sometimes I have like a poker tournament the last two days I can't play and it's like uh, so um, so right. I don't represent them but I competed in Hearthstone for maybe like I don't know like six months one year and then I realized it was just like can't do two things that, sometimes you can do two things at once but it's really difficult in that situation how, how do you find with poker and your time and, and other things with the with the relationship you so Jenny does she do she does some e what does she do any esports or she understands poker like how to play and stuff does she play any of those she games? understands barely she she uh, she streams on Twitch actually she streams like uh, she streams games and fitness and IRL that's and, cool uh, yeah I remember you know I saw her because I remember and I know she had some sort of connection with the the gaming or Twitch or doing something like that so how, how do you find does she like, does she understand? You know, do you find yourself sometimes like, oh, I'm playing too much poker, I'm playing too much this? Like, how do you how do you balance with relationship and poker? Because I, for me, now I have a baby. It's it's yeah, a, it's kind of a yeah. It's a it's like one of those things where I find sometimes saying, man, it's like I want to do this or I want to be my best and, and focused and and and. and doing this but I also want to make sure I'm giving the proper attention so do you, how do you find the balance because you, know, you have your free time that's the best thing about poker in my mind you, you can do whatever you yeah, want when you want yeah the freedom of scheduling is really great with, uh, with it is but then it's also sometimes it's intensive yeah. and at times it gets very where you're playing late you're playing all day long so how, yeah how definitely you... it's, I mean definitely but she's, she's she understands she understands like you know when we're in Vegas for the World Series and when I'm here like yeah. before, the main focus is on poker and then sometimes it's like much more chill times and you don't travel to a lot of life tournaments there's not much going on we, I can play a lot less so it's like you really have to like I don't know it's not it's, it's never very really easy to find the, the balance you know right. and I'm sure it's much harder if you have if you have a kid it's like 10 times harder right? learning that yeah <laughs> 7 months old it's uh, every day old, yeah it's kind of like every day I'm like man am I, I want to do this but am I, I'm missing some of this yeah. so it's just a yeah, but it sounds like you've done a, a good job with that. You're now engaged, so congratulations. But I'm lucky also enough so she, she can travel with me. Like, yeah. Not every stop, but a lot of the stops. Like, so it's That's like, very so convenient. It, so, it helps so. A lot, so it helps a lot because she can basically stream from anywhere. and like. Yeah. So it's like, it's really lucky. You know, if she had like a regular job that she couldn't travel, it's like also much, yeah. much harder to spend time together, yeah, you know, because like even if you like, Focus series on poker, you know, once you bust a lot of tournaments, it's like such a great place. It's like, mm-hmm. you can still get time to enjoy the, unfortunately, I would have other ones the main event, but. Yes, <laughs> of know? course. <laughs> and, and how would you say your mindset is? Do you do, do you have meditation, yoga, working out? Do you have like a routine you would say? Is that, is that an important part of what you do is preparing and mental studying? Like, give me a little bit of look into what you're, you know, you come to a, a, a main event or during a World Series, you're daily. Do you have like a set routine? Yeah, you? I usually meditate, I usually meditate uh, pretty much every day. Like sometimes if I'm really like short on time, meditate? I, skip, I skip it. Yeah, I meditate yeah. in the morning, but not usually 10, 15 minutes, sometimes mm-hmm. longer. It depends uh, how much time I have. Then like I try to work out like, yeah, five five times a week depends. Also, I mean, you kind of have to be flexible. I think sleep is the most important, right? If it's like yeah, 
like when I was playing the Colossus and he finishes at like 4 a.m. It's like you know I'm just gonna sleep. I'm not gonna. Work. It's like yeah. this, it's kind of all about the the long run. I think especially like the physical thing. If you miss one workout, nobody cares. But you kind of have this mindset obviously because you miss the next workout and then you miss for two months. Right. <laughs> right. But if you miss like uh, those physical things, it's like one miss. It's not a big deal compared to the grand scheme of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I try. I also, I also fast a lot nowadays. So at one time I fasted for like seven days straight. Seven know, days. When I was in the UK last time, last time uh, in uh, wow. UK food is not the greatest, by the way. So it was a good time. To, it was a good time to do it. Right. <laughs> so Interesting. I to fast longer and longer. Well. I, I started with like intermittent fasting, you know, twenty-four hours and thirty hours, and I'm like, feels pretty good. And then like I did three days and then five days and and five and seven is not much difference to be honest. Basically, after after like um, I guess. 36 to 60 hours is a little bit difficult and then like wow and then 30, 30 to hour 30 to 50 is kind of difficult and then you kind of you kind of hunger goes down and you basically never hungry anymore that's crazy i i have been hearing so much about this i get the it makes a lot of sense the benefits i just can't imagine i, I feel like it would be doing multi, more than 24 hours even that seems very hard but you know i do find that myself when i get really hungry I start thinking like, all right, yeah, and knowing that people do this for 24, 72 hours, I'm yeah. like, all right, what's it's okay. That's like, what I, I like the most about it too, because actually I never like to eat when I when I play so much. So some, mostly sometimes I don't eat at dinner break or mm-hmm. I never like to eat at the table because it's like distracting also. I mean, it's messy and it's like, sometimes it's gross, sometimes it's distracting, it's like a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's like fasting that long, it just like basically tells you, like, it's kind of a myth that you need to, uh, you need to eat something to, perform i mean physical sport is obviously way way different right right but like mentally like you don't need like you don't need to eat to perform uh, to perform mentally and you can be like pretty focused actually you get kind of more focused it depends for some people like everybody kind of reacts to it differently but also it's like you realize it shows you like most of the hunger is psychological actually like you really don't need to eat for a long time like one guy you know one obese guy he fasted for like 382 days for how long? I'm 382. 382 days yeah. fasting? Fasting. Well, he was uh, at the time, he was like under like uh, medical supervision and stuff. You think he was only supposed to do it for one month as a part of experiment. He was like, oh, I really like it. Let's do it. Let's keep doing Just it. Just didn't eat for a year. Yeah, for a year. Over a year. Obviously, he was like way over his was right? he, he was drinking stuff? I think they gave him like vitamins and minerals and like. Holy shit. That's it. But he didn't eat anything for like, How much did he lose? He got, he got like yeah, hundreds he got, of he, got, he lost like pretty much all the fat that you had. But that's if you think about it, you know, one kilogram of fat is like 9,000 calories. And if you burn like 2,000 in a day, so it's like, so one pound of fat is about like 40, uh, 400 calories. So one pound of fat can do like two days, even if you're pretty active. So it's that's like, fascinating. You, you, uh, <laughs> that's fascinating, wow. Um, but everybody yeah. reacts to it differently, you know, obviously you wanna kind of ease into it and try like, Try to do intermittent fasting. Like 12 hours, 16 hours is really easy because you sleep eight. So basically you don't eat before you sleep. You don't eat right when you wake up and it's already like 12 hours and you can you can see like how, how you like it. But I like the fact that it just shows me that I don't really need to eat and like eat because I enjoy it. And because, I mean, obviously I need to eat eventually, you know, but I don't need to eat like right at this moment when right. I feel, when when I feel, feel hungry. Hunger. Yeah. When I feel the hunger, you don't really need to eat at this time. It's just like... Yeah, that's very so interesting. I, it kind of makes you makes you stronger in the, in some aspect, you know, to like. That's, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> intri- I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I keep hearing about this. I got, I'm going to start experimenting a little bit. I can, I can say, I can send you some uh, documentation and uh, apparently there are quite a lot of benefits, but the, the healthier you are, the less benefits there are. 
to be to it obviously okay. like you know but there's still some benefits and like just how you feel and just sometimes it's like really convenient I really love it because like if I have a really busy day like today it's like you know like I have a lot of things to do I don't want to be like stressed out about I have to eat at this time and do it that like when you when you play poker when you're really busy it's like um, when you eat with your friend and you go out in a nice restaurant it's really enjoyable and it's great but like when you know you have like 30 minutes to eat like when you have a dinner break and you have 30 minutes to eat and you're like oh my god what am I gonna eat and you have to rush somewhere and yeah. you eat like suboptimal food and like right. you, don't, you don't really enjoy it either because you're like rushed it's like I'd much rather not eat so it's like when you have a busy day sometimes it's really convenient to not have to think about eating and it's just like it's great for this, I think. Yeah, that's 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 fascinating. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I am gonna check more into that. Uh, what is in your poker career? What was the most? If, when you look back as of right now, if you just stop playing poker, what would you say is the single most special moment you've had in your career? If you had to pick one oh, moment, it's nice to have some great options. Yeah, I guess the first win at the PCA is still, the, you know, the first time is always the best. And it's, it's two million, two million. Yeah, two million, million, and like the first big win, like in Bahamas, you know, like it's just like still the probably the best. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. That that's that would have been my guess. I think only to, only winning the main event would have would have would have that if it happens if I get lucky enough to do it one day. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the ultimate dream. It's it's obtainable. It's it's not easy. Seven yeah, I mean, seven eight thousand people, but you yeah. know you've, you've shown that you can. I win mean, a Colossus, you know, but yeah. it's like. Yeah, a couple yeah. times more. Yeah, bigger. it's like two more. Free, it's like two more double up. You know. Yes, it's pretty, if exactly. you think about it that way, it's it, not that. It's not that crazy. <laughs> um, talk to me about what party poker means to you and how how that came about. Because you were poker stars for many years. I also was with poker stars, and now here we are. Yeah. Party poker. I mean, party poker. Um, you know, again, I don't, I'm not. I don't like to. Not, I'd rather focus on the positive and what's going on and say, oh, this is whatever. I mean, to me, it's very clear. Party poker is showing that they're a poker company. They want to do what's for poker. They really listen. They're doing great things. Was that a clear choice when you when you sort of uh, moved on and then came to Party Poker? Was there any other sites you were considering or did you just know this was where you were going to go? Uh, I mean, I was, that was pretty much the, definitely the best option, you know, I've been because yeah. uh, I've been attending some Party Poker events. I was really uh, impressed, actually. The first time I came to a million, I think it was the one in Sochi and it mm-hmm. was like a really great event. And I'm like, you know, it's like the... I think it was the first year that Party Poker, they went a million tour and they, they were like one of the best organized and best like livestock and mm-hmm. it was like really impressive and I met Rob a few times and I really loved like, I really loved his mindset and his ideas and his plan to uh, to develop poker and to like take care of the player. It's really something that, that spoke to me, you know, because that's what it used to be at the at, uh, stars before as well, you know, mm-hmm. like the owners, they were like poker players and like, they know, like yeah. they want to take care of the players and like, I mean, they want to go a business, but they also want to, like be fair to the players and like yeah so uh after talking to rob it was there it was obvious it was a the good the good fit and i really love what they're doing you know like how they're trying to like um they're trying to please to please the player to go business and to like they're really listening to the players and i think it shows like everybody is like this, this is one of the greatest uh stuff anybody has ever been to i think like pretty much everything is yeah like, the organizations if the feedback from the players is really great. It's great, you know, yeah, it's like, for sure. A lot of awesome, friends you know? I know too that are business guys that are coming. It's they love it. They love the 
the how they construct it and just the organization of it. Yeah, everything. So. You know, even like the one K is like eight miles. You have ten banks. It's just like so. It's just uh, it's so perfect. great. You know, really I mean, nice. I love I love Vegas, but sometimes you play one K. It's like ten ended. It's like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no even it's nice ten ended, ten yeah, ended, yeah, no ended. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Not, it's not exactly the same. It's thing. also nice how they stop it where you the dinner break. It's basically you're done for the day early. Yeah, it's also awesome dinner. Sure. It's not like you finish at midnight and yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Sure. Go to dinner, enjoy whatever. Yeah, so that's like, and you don't play too many hours, which is like great for like even for us. It's like it's enjoyable, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're here with your family, you can spend time with them. Yeah, I remember before it was like six. There are some tournaments you played for like fourteen or sixteen hours, like during the day, and it's like requires so much stamina, and it's like it's like a struggle at the end. I mean, I guess it was probably better for me because people get everybody gets super tired, right? But it's just like it's kind of still a struggle, like. No matter how much you love the game, you don't really want to play for 16 hours straight, you know? Right. It's like brutal when, you start, when you start at noon and you play, you finish at 4 a.m., it's like, right. I love playing, but it's just like, I don't know, when you get so tired, nothing is really enjoyable, as, as enjoyable, you know? Yeah, it's true. Very <laughs> true. And and are you, will you be playing, so uh, very, you mentioned a $23 million prize pool-ish, or in the 20 plus million for the esports. Party Poker has a twenty million online event in December. Yeah, starting December first. Biggest 1st. event, the biggest online event ever, right? Yeah, last year it got over. I think it was like two point three million to first. They have a promotion where if you are leading day one A, at the if you if you play the first, oh, I saw that insane. Yeah, and you are the chip leader and you end up winning it. You get a million on top of everything as a bonus. So kind of crazy. Are you going to be? Where will you be? Are you going to be able to play that? Or uh, no I'll be able there? to play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe not one A, but at least at least one. One of the days. How many starting days? Is three starting days? Yeah, one B, one B, one C. Yes, I think that's uh, December first, and they have like December seventh, eighth. I think I travel for December first, but then like the seven eight for sure. Yeah, be, that, that, I didn't get to play it last year. I'm excited. I can, it's a it's a big one. Twenty twenty million dollars in one tournament is that's just, insane. Actually, it's, it's like, like the biggest. It's a that's like that's, uh, that's amazing how like ambitious they are with a guarantee and like. What it, they're able to do and uh, to achieve it is like really uh, impressive. Yeah. It is. It's fun. It's like I said. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. Party poker really doing a good job. I want to talk about your Instagram. Um, you you kind of if people follow you on Instagram, Twitter, you, you you showcase your your travels. Oh, something going on there. Well, we're gonna. We we'll see a little bit of that. We'll show the Twitter as well. I don't know why making me log in. It's new computer. Yeah, I posted a bit less lately actually, but yeah, I should, it, post, it, I should post more. But sometimes it's difficult to like always like. Yeah, no, it, it, it gets t- it's tiring. It's, it is. It is. It's time consuming, and I feel like I'm like, I don't want to uh, spam the people with I, things I'm, that are similar, too much, too similar all the time. You know, I'm I'm with you on that. And and speaking of people following along with you over the, traveling the world, where would you say? Give me a couple of your favorite stops in the world. It doesn't have to be for poker, but where in the world you travel the world, a lot of the world. What what are some of your favorite cities and uh, places? I you love. Uh, I think my favorite is probably Japan. Japan. You been to Japan? I have not. Tokyo, oh, top of my list. I yeah, want to go there. Japan is probably my favorite, but I, pretty, I really love Asia. I love Japan, Thailand, Korea. In Europe, I think Barcelona is my favorite. Okay. Yep. Those are some of, those are some of mine. I also well. love, I, I, I spend most of my time in Prague now. I really love Prague. It's pretty. It's a pretty great city. Yep. But uh, but for vacation, I think like, yeah, maybe Thailand or Japan would definitely be my, uh, my favorite, uh, favorite spots, yeah. Unfortunately, it's, I can't spend much time there now because there's not that much poker in Asia, but uh, you know, they, they stopped uh, making tournament in Macau, Macau lately, so it's like it's tough to justify like going to to Asia when there's like no poker around, you know, and like Australia was fun. I only been to Australia for like for like a WSOP uh, APAC one time. Okay. 
and like 10 days and it was cool but it's just like so far man. Mm -hmm. and I went yeah. to New Zealand after New Zealand it was really cool also but it's just like how far it is I try to not travel like you know I used to travel like every every week like right. every f different spot I didn't have like a home and we were just like a different tournament every week but now I kind of want to travel a little bit less especially like 24 hours trips those are pretty brutal like yeah. you travel for one day you're tired for one day then back on the same so basically if you go there for one week it's like four days like a uh, kind of wasted you know where you like mm -hmm. you can't do much when you travel and then you can't that, do much when you're super tired that's so. one of the hard parts as well like you said eating those types you know having a gym workout being in a zone you know here obviously Bahamar it's great it's not you know there's still there's decent healthy food options there's also a very nice gym and such but some of the times traveling yeah, it's like you lose a man. day you gotta fly you gotta pack you gotta get there you're tired jet lag different time yeah. zones it becomes you changing, your, changing your routine it's like it's really tough like it's not it's really hard to uh, to keep a good one when you're always on the road yeah, and you always have to improvise and like also when you have a significant other you're traveling because then they have their they want to do their stuff or they're yeah. a little bit and you want to be with them and aligning it, it is tricky it's difficult for sure yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we have so many questions some of the most uh, one, one more question from me and then it looks like oh, we're gonna take, we'll take we'll take a, a bunch from the 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 uh, the the people on Twitter, we do have a giveaway as well, $55 retweet. If you guys have a question, ask for Elkie. So they, they just have to, they just have to participate, and then I'm going to pick a right. random draw at the end. But the last one I want to ask you about is Twitch. So we've spoken about this. I, I stream on Twitch. You stream on Twitch. Very, very tricky to be consistent, to grow a channel, traveling. How how do you enjoy Twitch? Do you have plans streaming some, like, uh, periodically coming up? Do you have a do you have a schedule on Twitch? Or, and what do you think about Twitch in general for poker? In the yeah, platform? I think it's a, great, it's a great tool for poker. Right? It's really uh, great for the engagement and, like, to, uh, to like, interact with the community and even to grow it. Um, but personally, I don't really have a set schedule. I like, mostly stream sometimes during, like, the party poker at EU, like, the mm -hmm. festivals, you know? Yeah. But it's like uh, it's really tricky actually. It's quite it's really really tough. Even though it's enjoyable, it's like if you want to grow your channel, you have to spend. You basically cannot do it uh, by being like a live tournament player. You know, if you travel, it's like one week off. Like if you travel to two spots a month, it's like two weeks two weeks off. You cannot really stream, and it's like right. Uh, I, I was doing this too before. You know, it's so hard to travel with all your stuff and like try to stream and like sometimes internet doesn't work and you have to set up everything again and again. It's like. <laughs> super time consuming and it's like it's really really tough to do it to, to do it uh, on the road I think uh, yeah it, you know it's one thing if you could just click a button you turn your laptop on and stream it would be fine but it would help a lot at least but the, yeah. the actual time commitment of setting up and all that I think that's one of the things that people yeah. that don't stream and also there's a lot of variance you don't, you don't know what internet is going to be anywhere you know like you bring everything and entire is shit and you have to travel right. somewhere else and it's like really tough. Man. You call the hotel, they say, hey, can you, they don't understand anyway because it's not a normal request. Yeah. People don't really call and say, hey, what's your upload download? You, the hotel says, oh, okay. They get the tech person. They say, yeah, it's five upload, five download, whatever. You get there, oh, yeah, it's nah. five at the peak, but it's just like not steady yeah, and sturdy yeah, yeah. and then you just want to like... Oh, even if you run to Airbnb, it's like, can you do a speed test? It's like, what is a speed test? Right, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like you're an alien when you ask him that and then you're just, yeah. So it's, it, anyway, that's... It's really, but yeah. give him a follow because when he does stream you know again he's uh, set that Guinness World Record 62 plus or 63 tables and he can really uh, great poker player and entertaining guy so you guys make sure you give him a follow what's Elk is it Elky on Twitch uh, yeah twitch.tv slash Elky yeah. twitch.tv slash Elky give him a follow on all the platforms uh, Instagram Twitter 
Um, you also do some charity work, I believe. What can you talk about a little bit about what that program is? Don't you do some charity work? Uh, yeah, I was with Peace and Sport. Uh, yes, that's and, the peace, one. Peace and Sport. So uh, I did like some uh, some charity tournament uh, with them. Like uh, we went to um, to British schools in the east uh, in East Timor actually. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I don't know if you heard about it. I've I've been there actually. It's like the I think it's still one of the poorest country on uh, on earth. It's really really sad actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have. I, I saw and I did, you know, doing some notes about the, uh, about yeah. being a part of this program. So 54, 64 members or people? Yeah, that are, it's like a lot of like, a, mostly, mostly at least a sport, sport person and like, a, and uh, yeah, well, I went there to like, basically like to, to see, to see and to interact with the kids. And mm-hmm. I think that they're doing great things, but it's, it's really tough because also like, I don't know, like the poorer the country, the more corrupt it is, and if you give a lot of money, a lot of time it doesn't really go. So it's right. kind of like it's kind of tough, man. That's why I think like the what uh, Live and Ego are doing with uh, Reg is uh, it's really good, you know, because like a lot of the charities you can give a lot of money away, and you're not really sure like the, effic- the efficacy of it and the efficiency. Right. And it's, um, yeah, it is. It is tricky. Exactly. It's quite, it's quite tricky, you know, because like the organization is fine, but then you give to the people on the ground, they have to set it up, and then they give money, and like they come back six months later, pretty much nothing happened. Like all the money is gone, and it's like, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's awesome. It's awesome to be, you know, like you do it's in your control, and you can't you can't yeah. you can't say exactly how it goes, but it's great that you're supporting and involved in charity. So let's. Uh, we have, we've covered a lot. Again, you can follow them on all the socials, but let's uh, let's take a look at a lot of questions. There's a lot of Elkie fans out there. Let's kind of run through some of the Twitter questions and right, take a look here. So do you play golf? Uh, no, I don't play golf. I play one time only, but I don't know, it's kind of boring to me, to be honest. If I want to do a sport, I do a real sport where I'm like, you know, like mm-hmm. kickboxing or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're gonna talk about kickboxing. In a second, like, like, I don't play that much sport actually, to be honest. Like I go to the gym a lot, and I, I run, I run quite a lot. I, I, I did see some notes I ran, again. I ran a bunch of half marathons. Oh I wow! Run a marathon next time too. So you're gonna do a full marathon? Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it tomorrow and maybe next year. Twenty-six but, mile plus, right? That's yeah. But intense. if you do thirteen, it's not that. It's not that much harder. It's, a little bit harder, but it's not right. Like, it's that same principle. Once you kind of yeah. get your mindset ready uh, for it, and also when you prepare, actually, like the last half marathon I did, actually I did like in Montreal in May, mm-hmm. and I was really well prepared, and it's just like so easy, man. You don't even feel like uh, I mean, you're kind of pushing yourself, but you're not like struggling at all. It's like kind of like you're in the zone, and you're like if you're right. really well prepared, it's like actually easier than the preparation. So it's like so it's fine. I think as long as you don't have like. Uh, any kind of like physical problem which I don't so I think uh, right that's awesome so golf it was like too boring for me I don't know do, yeah. you, play, do you play golf? Mm, so slow not man. well it's, like, not well. it's a social game it's it's good to do but you know it's the same thing like the, to golf well you have to spend a lot of time yeah. and then the like the top golf or something's fun or miniature golf but when you have to play it's like four hours for a thing it's it's, yeah. it's a lot of commitment I, don't know. But, I mean it's like yeah. if I want to play sport I play a sport if I want to hang out with my friend I hang out with my friend I don't like something that's kind of like mix in between right. which is like four hours commitment it's like right. yeah, I don't know it's like I'd rather go to the gym for one hour and like hang out with my friend for three hours you yes. know like get, get a full experience like instead of like kind of something that's like mixed in between I did see also I, did, I agree with you completely I saw a, a note my, my father goes through before podcast and he'll make like he'll kind of go through do a profile something that you, you rode horses as a kid or uh, you, as a kid yeah and you actually, fell I, off and broke yeah, something actually I saw so, so like, uh, like I was always playing video games but then like so I rode I rode horses and then I fell off and I broke my uh, clavicular, clavicular yeah. twice and then like 
Uh, like this, this bike, that, uh, this motorbike that you don't need a license for you know, when you can uh, ride when you're 15. Right. And then I was going on a field and I was going all in, you know, and I just like did a loop and I fell on uh, my back and I like broke my knee and just crashed the bike. So and wow. after that, after that, I told my mom I want you to be a video gamer. She's like, great idea, yeah, <laughs> great stay, idea, stay safe. <laughs> super safe. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, when you look at it from that perspective, it's a it's a clear choice. I wasn't really like uh, good with all those like uh, I was never as good at these physical activities, you know, as with like mm-hmm. mind games. So so it makes like total sense for sure. Okay, well there you go. So you did do some sports stuff growing up. Um, this it looks like it's in French. I am not. I used to speak a little. I took French. I can't say I speak it. What is that? Uh, it's not French actually. It's oh. like a, oh Spanish. Is it Spanish? Okay, my wife's around, baby. Can you Spanish? translate? She's she's. Right. Can you translate this question? Yes. Is it yeah, Spanish? It's something about right. vida life. Did this you get one. your life to book or something? You come you on. Get to vida le dedicaste al book. How how many years have you been playing poker? How many years? Uh, I've been playing for uh, almost sixteen years now. I guess yeah, sixteen years. 16. Professionally for like fourteen. El juego poker dedica al poker hace dieciséis años. Baby, come on and say hi. At least. Uh-huh. Let, me, let them see the translator. There she is. Thank you, sweetie. Okay, so sixteen years. That's a that's a hell. That's a long uh, run, man. When did you start? Oh, about similar. I think oh. For yes, around the same time. Yeah. It's a little, yeah. I guess that's Long the same, time. almost it's the same. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy the, how everything changed, huh? It is. It's the game's very, very different now. What is your biggest loss in poker? I, I guess, uh, well, tournament-wise, that's pretty easy because it's a buy-in. But do, do you have any big cash game swings that you used to play, like high stakes cash online or live? Yeah, yeah. I think, but I never played like insanely huge. Right. Uh, I think like the most I lost in like one session was probably like. I mean, it's still pretty big. Probably lost like 100k. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It was mostly like 25, 50 heads up or something. So it's like 20 by 20 by in. Right. But I never played. I never played like I played like one time like really big cash game in Brazil and I won. I got lucky. I was like the game with Big Solomon and Kenny Tran oh, okay. back in the back in the days. And yeah. Rick's here right now playing yeah. big games going on. That that's yeah. uh, it's fun. It's cash games are cool, man. They're 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 different. You know, it's it's just a totally different vibe. But it's it's nice to have a big big cash game win. If it's cool, you can leave when you want. And yeah, it's, yeah it's, for sure. I you can't really leave when you want because when you're winning, it's pretty good to leave. I think. True. You got yeah, we got yeah, You got to yeah, set a time. Not, I'm saying you're not you're not confined, but it's yeah. yeah you want to respect. You can kind of leave whenever you want. <laughs> give but a little. Like if you win a, a big part of someone and you leave, it's pretty. I yeah, think that's frowned upon. Pretty good. Don't do that. That's true. Which was your first big win? We did cover this, but you're, you, you would say the first, the two million was. I mean, you had some big two, wins before yeah, that. Yeah, I guess the EPT Copenhagen, the four hundred K was like. That was significant boost. Uh, Is your hair natural color? No, it's not. I uh, wish, and I have to go to the hairdresser every month. There you go. To keep it. It's uh, a good question. I actually didn't. I wouldn't. I don't know that, but that's cool. I mean, yeah, it is a cool. It's very cool. So I would. That makes sense. Um, how much poker do you still play these days? Would you say you're playing less or more, or about the same? Like, have you slowed down a bit? Or? Slightly less, but it really depends. You know, when I'm like grinding in Vegas or here, or like I play pretty much every tournament where I'm in a poker stop. I just I tend like slightly less stops than before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when I'm in like. Vegas, I play pretty much this summer. I played a lot. I don't know. I played so many, so much, like pretty much all day, every day. And so, right. like, I just like play a little bit less often, but like the intensity when I play is pretty much uh, pretty much the same. So, are you, when you play, are you, do you go into like 
full focus mode? Are you got, are you on your phone a lot, like doing things, or when you play, are you playing? How, how would you say you, you are at the table? Uh, to be honest, I should always be full focus, but I, mean, I can't. It's really difficult to like uh, when the game is slow and it's day one of a tournament. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really hard. Like so it. sometimes I think as far well, so sometimes it's better to play drag and be like full focus than to like come at uh, come at noon and be tired and like be on your phone for the first few hours. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still still pretty much plus EV still, but it's like. Uh, it's really difficult to be like a uh, full focus like for like for like weeks or months, especially uh, even more so in uh, in Las Vegas, right? Because it's like a two months, uh, right? Two month series, and uh, but definitely it's much better to not be to not be on your phone more phone much like yeah. Only during the breaks is the best sometimes like. Right, well, you're not like a but, like you're gonna peak or you got something going on. You're you're looking something. You're not just like phones locked in your bag. Yeah, and sometimes so actually, if you're deep, it's good to look at the updates and see what the other yeah, tournament. understand what, what the uh, within the tournament that you're playing. If there are only like a few tables left, and to look at the hand and the action, actually, it can be really good because it gives you information on like. Um, I mean, if there's like four tables left, you're more likely to have a player at your table eventually that you watch the hand. Yeah, or watching great. the stream also can be can be really good uh, information. Like uh, if you, even if you're not at the TV table, like just like knowing uh, how players play at the, in the tournaments, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty variable. So you should mm-hmm. you should do that. But otherwise, like yeah, it's it's very difficult to stay focused on like, every single every single minute of the of the game. Mm-hmm. But you should if you can. For sure. <laughs> how about yeah. you? Yeah, no, I I agree. I try to. I, to answer the question, I've looked at. I had my first losing year of tournaments like two years in a row, like the last couple of years, like before this year. And and I work with Elliot Rowe. Um, and we kind of understanding part of that. Like I was late registering, really late registering a lot. I was took on vlogs, do a lot of distractions, but I kind of had to realize in my overall thing, like what I was doing. I'm doing a lot of content, doing a lot of social stuff. So it's like, I have to factor that into the whole equation. You know, I had to be realistic with why maybe my results aren't quite as good. Um, Even though I've studied more, I think I'm a much better player, but it was kind of weird. Like I put more time in and I think I kind of, you know, there's variance of course, but so yeah, I, I would say there's times where I go very focused and I know, but then I'm also realistic. And sometimes I just, now, by, if you late register tournament, World Series, or here you get 20, 25, 30 blinds, 15, it's different than if you start at noon, you're focused. It's it's a very different experience. Yeah, so yeah, of course. I, I do both. It depends. But I'm, uh, I'm at least honest with myself. Yeah. I know what I'm doing, and I make a conscious choice to be present or yeah. you know, kind of. I multiple. don't always make the conscious choice. I always kind of want to be present, but we're kind of humans, you know. Yeah. Kind of we get distracted, and it's, yes. like, it's difficult. It's, always, it's kind of difficult to like uh, always uh, motivate yourself. To be honest, the Colossus, like, I kind of did right, and I'm like, so day one, you know, you're making the money in day one, and day one, I was like, obviously, like, you can also fire 18 times, so obviously, it's like different because you have like nine day ones, and you can fire, you can be entry once per day, it's so crazy. it's like, it's different, right? But obviously, once you're in like day two and deep, it's like, yeah, focus, yeah those, are, those are crazy, it's, too, it's because just like a adrenaline rush, and you're like, Whenever I'm at the final table, obviously, it's always yeah, full concentration. Yeah, yeah, John, you get down to 20, 30, 40, 50. But it's, uh, it's also where the difference is, and it's not easy to always be like coming up uh, like full focus early on in the day when there's like not that not that much at stake comparatively, you know. And yes, it's, like, it's true. It's, it's, it's always you know we're you all make... human, so we all gonna it's it's always gonna happen that you get distracted and you're like so yeah. Just try it's... to try to get better yourself, but you. You cannot realistically think you're gonna be like 100 yeah. percent of your time of your game. You playing your a game every single hand of poker. I, I, that you play, I think you that know? awareness is important. So it's, it's it's good to be aware of what you're doing and why, yeah, like not yeah. just to be like blindly 
dis, dis, disconnected. But if you know, like, okay, I'm sacrificing a little bit. Here's what's happening, and, and make the conscious choice to when you are and when you're not. So, yeah, I, I like it. That's good advice. Um, someone asking, why don't you stream anymore or much with Twitch? Is that what was your peak time in Twitch? Like, was there a time where you were streaming a ton? Because I remember you streamed. Yeah, at the beginning, uh, I was streaming a ton. I think like 2015. I think mm-hmm. that's where I was streaming the streaming the most. Right. Um, I stream a little bit on the .eu now, like some tournaments, but it's just so difficult to like. Basically, it's like when you like gonna play live tournaments, it's like right. pretty much impossible to do it on the road. It's like so hard, and it's like there's basically a time. There's like time difference bringing all your setup, and also like a lot of time in the countries you're in, you can't even play. Right, which is like. So if you like travel, it's like it's it is hard to say. Like, all right, I'm gonna go to a place set up for only one day. You know, it's one of those things like you get your setup all done. You want to stream maybe a lot. And if, yeah. that's, if it's like worth it to go for one Sunday or one day of streaming and, and set up, and it's it's tricky. Yeah, and so. if you stop too long, it's like really hard to to get back at it. Like you know, I'm I know I'm gonna go to Vegas next year for like six weeks, and it's like you know I can stream from right. there. Or it's like it's very tricky. It's just like. Twitch is not easy. That's what people are. People don't get it. Yeah, so yeah, it's really, he it's does really, have really a channel. You know, Check to, to give a lot of credit for people who stream like yeah. all, day, all day, every day. It's like right. Yeah, but it, it, you know, it's nice. It's nice to have it. It's nice to be able to turn it on when you want. Yeah, if you want course. it straight. Because if I'm playing online poker, I'm pretty much going to stream just because it's like. You know, it's nice to have that that uh, platform to do it and, and to do what you can. But I'm with you as well. I'm much more less streaming consistently, and that, those are the reasons right there. Uh, what's your next event in France? Next event in France, I think they're gonna have the WBT coming back in France uh, end of uh, February at the new club which opened. It's called Club Pierre Charon, so I think that's gonna be like yeah, end of February. Looking forward to it actually. That's awesome. Um, I played poker. I played in France, but not WBT or like. Um, I played WPT in Deauville but not in Paris in, in Paris they used to ban the clubs they used to have a huge tournaments mm-hmm. and then ban all the clubs and now some of them reopened so it's the first time they're gonna have, have uh, tournaments again so hopefully they're gonna have like a, you play as an ACF before and uh, I haven't my, one of my good friends Matt uh, Waxman won the WPT yeah. there was big yeah, for a while that was a very yeah there was a 10k Thank you for a few for a few years. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it was yeah a it's one. a really good one. I haven't been. I it was closed by the time I was looking to yeah, go out there. Um, Bahamas, as mentioned here, very in tune to your career. He was referencing that's been special to you. And do you, how do you feel for the Bahamas as a place to organize a tournament? Uh, do you feel that this is like a, one of the better tour stops and situations? Like, you, uh, to, yeah, to, definitely. I think it's a really really great place because uh, I mean for for poker for. For us, it's really great, definitely. Like, it's a dream weather. The connection is center is awesome and stuff. But mostly, it's like if you have like a girlfriend, wife, or family, it's like really great place for the, for you to bring them as well because there's a lot of activities for them to do. And yeah, it's like you they can, can they can really enjoy the place uh, even if you can't spend that much time with them, which is like what makes it like one of the better stuff, I think. Yeah, it helps you to relax. And when you know you're playing, they're not just like sitting there yeah. really bored. Like, there's things they do. So I agree. I think it is one of the better stops. Uh, T.O.D. Todd, you know Todd? Yeah, there is. He's uh, He asks a question, which specific qualities for gaming do you think helped you improve in poker and what similarities do you think poker has with StarCraft? Very interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, but at the beginning, of course, like, you know, when you were like, I was able to play like, uh, because I was like playing StarCraft as a high level, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you have to be extremely fast with the mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. So this is called, it's called uh, Action Per Minute and it's like, so it's APM and then they track it. So like nowadays the best Korean, they probably have like 400. So it's 400 between like a keyboard and a mouse, 400 action per minute. And I think when I was at my peak, I was at maybe like 240 or something, but mm-hmm. you have to be a really fast. Uh, the, 
high-end coordination because it's a real-time strategy, right? So if you're like a split second later, then basically like you do less things. It's not about, only about the strategy, but it's about like how to like um, uh, how you say how to execute it properly and as fast as possible. So right. the fact that you're so fast, you can just play like more table and be aware of it. And it's also helped me like get better because I was able to fire like if somebody like never played like StarCraft and they would play like two, four tables, but if they play, they play like 10 tables like this, like no problem, you know? Right. So that helped and also like, um, I think the ability to like perform under under pressure when you play any, but I think it's the same for any sport or game at like a really high level, you know, there's like so much pre- so much pressure right. and you have to be uh, to be used to it and uh, get better at it and like it's the same with poker I think and I'm like I'm kind of lucky in that aspect that I can usually perform pretty well under pressure but like I know some like guys in StarCraft like while I was living with them they were like uh, they would beat me like maybe like 70% of the time in practice games but when we play a match on TV like for, for when there was something at stake something which matters they would only win like 20% of the time wow Actually, it's kind of the same with poker. Like some guys are like really, they have like extremely good knowledge of the game, and they're like, they're like technically extremely good. But whenever they play a tournament, they like they choke and they like make mistakes, and like it's hard to like play your uh, your best game like all the time in uh, in poker. I think that's one of the most underrated uh, aspect of so nowadays. You know, of uh, I mean, obviously, it's great to work on your game and get better, like better understanding of ranges and like ICM and everything. But like. There comes a point to like if you have a great understanding, but you cannot apply it because you get distracted or right, tilted or like you get tired. And if you can execute right, you know, like like it's better to like focus on like trying to like uh, play like closer to your A game most of the time and focus right. on like good preparation. You know, like physical and mental. It's like uh, it makes a big di- it makes a big difference because if you're the best player in the world technically, but you only play your best like ten percent of the time, it's kind of like uh, it's not that great. You know, if you're like Worst game is like too low compared to like if you if you like have an E game or something. It's not that. It's, it's yeah, not, if you're it's a practice great, you know? player, you're not a so, great. Yeah, so it's like um, now. I mean, like nobody can replace practice. You know, like the fact that you play live tournaments, the live tournaments experience is something quite special as well. It's quite quite different. You know, like all the studying you can do online is 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 great. But if you don't like have some kind of like live tournament practice, you know, and you like. You don't know like one chip is a core or some some like basic thing like this. You're gonna right. make, you're gonna, and you're gonna get distracted and you're gonna get like uh, yeah you can get triggered by some random stuff that like would never happen if you have the experience. But I think like uh, similarities, yeah, I think there's quite a lot of similarities with poker and StarCraft as well. Like the fact that you have to like as a both game of incomplete information because uh, in StarCraft you have something called fog of war, so you don't see part of the map. And in poker, it's pretty much the same. You see everything except your opponent whole card. So you kind of have to like deduct what the opponent's gonna, what he has, or what is he gonna do, uh, comparing to his action, which is kind of like a little bit similar in StarCraft. There are like um, popular strategies, right, that people that people do, and then like there's like opening, and you have to like there's quite a lot of mind game to it too, depending on what you see and you think what your opponent is gonna do, and you can show him some stuff as well. Right, some perfect the, sc- the scouting part is really hugely important in StarCraft actually, to know what your opponent is doing to be able to adapt to it, and it's kind of the same in poker, like you have to know what your opponent is doing or what is like baseline kinda is to adapt to it, the adaptation part is- uh, Exploitively, extremely like yeah, there's right? yeah. exploitative. I mean, it depends so. on which tournament, obviously, you can always play GTO, but like if you know like, Opponents have a specific tendency, and if you if you've been watching, you're gonna get you're gonna be able to take much better decisions than if you just come to the table like 
with like eight unknown players, right? You're yeah. gonna play a plus EV game, but it's gonna be slightly plus EV. But if it's, if you've been at the table, the same table for like six hours, and you're gonna have a good idea, which is kind of like the worst thing about tournament. It's like when your table break, you know, when you get to your table for six hours and you have a great, great feel for the table, yes. and you like know Man. exactly what how to play I, against everyone. And I, the table breaks. Like, I'll tell you what, I can't. My my the mo the thing that and I, it's again the same for everyone, and everyone has to deal with the same thing, but. That to me is the most frustrating thing in poker, getting a table break, especially when it's been for several hours. Like I, even here in this main event, I felt great, table's going well, you know, you get situated, there's a dynamic form and then move to a new table and now I'm out 20 minutes later, I've played maybe in orbit and maybe I would play a hand differently or I just, cause, you, cause it's not even that it's new people, which is fine, but they've all, been in their yeah, their yeah, situation. Now, I have no table clue flow, table flow, what's happening. Yeah. The flow. I'm just like lost. So you know, one of the things I try to do is make a rule. Like when I come to new tables, and I don't do it all the time, but I try to say, look, I'm just going to play very like ABC. Get situated. I'm not going to do high variance stuff. I'm going to take more flops and just get acclimated. And I think that's something I don't do well enough because even like this tournament, I did something where it was like a close spot, but I went aggressively and then I just was out. Right, and it's like. That is so, it's tricky. Yeah, it's, very it's very tricky. tricky. It's very yeah, it's frustrating it's very too, because when you, yeah, I'd rather be at a harder table and stay there than get moved to a softer table with the no information. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, part of, it's, it's, uh, very, it's, very it's a very interesting thing. Yeah. And I think it's like, I, I get a little bit annoyed too easily by that, but I, it's part of the, it's just how it works, yeah, right? The yeah, tournament's break. Yeah, everyone, but like, yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, do you like more comfortable playing live or online? I mean, I love both, you know, as a kind of, the same game, but it's kind of different. I kind of like to mix it. I kind of like to mix it. I mean, what do you mean by comfortable? Like, why well, my better game? I think like, I think I have better, much better edge live. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like the online games are getting tougher and tougher. It's really, it's quite, yeah. it's quite, it's quite tough. But I think it's good to play online to practice to to practice. It's uh, it's really, it's really good as well because a tougher game is much better. It's good to uh, yeah to hone your game online. Definitely, it makes sense. Do you have uh, any future goals in poker life? Is there other things that you're looking to? Do you see yourself playing poker in ten years, five years? Do you? Uh, I think sure? I will always play poker. I mean, I don't know. The, the only question is like the rate and how much, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I will always play poker because I love the game, and that's the right. great thing about poker is that you can just like be free of your schedule, you know, and you can just play whenever you feel like it. And like I feel I've always played like the main event in Vegas and my favorite stops. And even if mm-hmm. I don't play professionally, I would always go and play sometime. Right. And I think that's what happened to like. Most of the players who love the game, you know, they don't play like professionally or they retire, no, they like still, Fedor, but yeah. they still play. They still play every still, still show up. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, a lot of people they remember like the. Is it, yeah, this is, a, like, is this a retirement Mac, podcast? McDonald also retired. Like uh, everybody retired, and then like six months later, they're like back playing. Can't I mean, like, it. it's too fun a game, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good game, and you can just play when you, whenever you feel like it. So I don't think right. I would like, even if I, I don't, I don't really have that much plan that many years ahead but even if I retire one day I, it's not like I'm gonna retire and never touch a poker card and never never, never sit right. at a poker table right. anymore you'll you know? probably always, always play the main always event play, always play the party, party stops yeah the party stuff. stop Barcelona yeah. you know the great, the great stops and mm-hmm. it's like um, someone asked, how do you first get into poker? We already covered this. This was earlier in the podcast. You can just go back. This was at the beginning. Not going to do that one again. Someone says, you knocked me out of Ace King to Aces. Uh, when are you going to give your money back? I'm sure that does happen. It's about 70%. That's part of the deal. What is your favorite non-poker YouTube channel? Do you watch some content on YouTube? Uh, yeah, I watch some content on YouTube. Nowadays, I watch a lot of like, uh, nutrition and training mm-hmm. and like... Uh, 
I watched some of these Atlee Atle- Annex stuff. Have you watched it? Watched him? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, actually. What's, like, what's it called? Atlean X. Okay. Like Atle- it's like a pretty, it's pretty good stuff, and like, yeah, mostly like, yeah. Okay. So YouTube is YouTube is good, but sometimes it's like you know it's hard to to know if it's like really like uh, the best uh, information that you get. You know, it's quite difficult to. I mean, like it's kind of the same. Like everything with like health and diet and nutrition is like. There's a lot of bias out there. A lot yeah, of it's so tricky. Really are, I just saw the like Game Changers movie, the No Meat kind of deal, like these things. And you know, it's it's like you can really, it's like anything. You can you can make a strong argument. Yeah, so if someone credible says science. something. Someone someone says Bitcoin's the best. The Bitcoin's like these type of like big big idea concepts. There's such a yeah. you know, it's hard to know. Are you team vegan, Jeff? Not at the moment. I could be talked into it. I'm you know I'm a, I'm a big thing about moderation. So what I I think it's like unrealistic to someone that's eaten meat pretty consistently their whole life to just say, all right, tomorrow I'm never going to eat meat. What I would like to do, I think I eat too much, right? Like I, I, I could get behind it. So I want to start saying, all right, some days I'm not going to eat. I'm going to do every other day or twice a week. And I think I could kind of slowly slow it down, but no, I'm not currently no meat. I believe I get it. I respect it. And I think I could move that way. What about you? No, I did for a little bit. I shared earlier this year to train for the half marathon yeah. and it's pretty great but um, I think like most of the I don't know I mean like I think the, those, this documentary you talked about is pretty biased yeah it's of like, course There's I think, I think it's and... great to eat a lot of plants and vegetables and whole whole plant food but I don't think meat is necessarily that bad for you I mean like that's like right. that's like just for a purely nutrition mm-hmm. point of view right I, I, I agree that it's not good to for the animals obviously and it's not necessarily good for the environment, but I think for the health, if you like, there's just so many confounding factors in the studies, and like the problem with the documentaries, and they like try to portray meat as like super evil, where actually it's like, like fruits and vegetables are really good for you, right? So you should eat more, but it doesn't mean that you have to eat zero. You can still be healthy it, by eating meat. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's it's tricky as well where the meat's coming from, the quality of the meat. You know, if you're yeah. eating good stuff that's high quality. Um, yeah, it's different than eating processed, you know, shitty quality. Yeah. There's meat, so of course. But yeah, no, I'm not, and I, I would like to eat less. I just, I don't well, see ethical, myself going Ethically, I mean, I can't, I really get it though. I mean, for nutrition, I think it's not really clear, but ethic reasons, I mean, I totally understand that you don't want to eat meat and like farm animals, right? right? It mm-hmm. just makes sense, makes but sense. it's just like. All right, someone asked again, similar to, um, do you prefer online or live? Let's just say you had to choose for 2020, you could only play live or online. What do you do? Uh, I think I prefer live now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I, I love live. I love these stops. I love the. I do love these. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I mean like, you know it's like so it's like yeah social interaction and also I feel like live you play against a wider range of uh, players you mm-hmm. know you play players from like all different backgrounds like a different like bunch of people obviously online you don't, you also play but I think a little bit less because a lot of the people who like enjoy poker they uh, enjoy like. Uh, Coming, coming to a stop, having a vacation, and play a lot, and like they don't, they don't play as much. Uh, right. Uh, a lot of people play online for sure, and you can enjoy. But if you have, a, I think I don't know, like the, the kind of like the party atmosphere, you know, being here in the Bahamas with all your, with all your friends and all the people you know, and it's kind of like, especially yeah. this event is really special at the CPP because it feels like. So the result is a bit smaller, so you kind of meet everyone everywhere, which is like really, which yeah, I think it's very really cool, you know? It's cool. So there's also, there, there really isn't, I'll say, I don't know, cash games, tournaments, live online, there's nothing like getting chips and being deep yeah. and getting the money, two, three tables left, final table. Like it's just, 
Yeah. There's something electric about it. You just can't really uh, yeah, beat it. But I mean, then again, you got Party. They got the Sunday Million back now. Or well, it's the Party Million. It's the Millions Online Sunday for 215. They got the, the 10k buy-in, 20 million. I mean, those are yeah, there's some really some special that, stuff. Sure. Like, they could change your life on you know one afternoon. Someone asked about the recently. Oh, actually, what are the difference between what different things exist between Party Poker and Poker Stars? Do you have? Uh, do you dare answer? So someone's saying like, what would you? Yeah, we talked about it. We before, did. We did cover this actually. But, uh, I, we did cover this, guys. I, there's so many questions. We want to rattle through these, and, and there is. You can check back on the podcast. We did sort of discuss this. Uh, did it change your life at all? The recent win. I mean, it was. A, this was a significantly amount of people. The out of the money, you've had much bigger scores in your life. Did this change? Yeah, anything? I mean, it didn't change my life, but definitely it feels awesome to win a second bracelet. You know, and especially now, I think I appreciate it more when I was like when you took my hand mud being I was winning so hard I mean games were easier and I was winning a lot and I would expect to win every time and now I realize that winning a set actually is pretty hard it's right. pretty hard it's pretty hard to right. win uh, yeah you see Phil Hummel is 15 he's got the most average second place is 10 you gotta give a lot of credit for that but at the same time you know there is a little there's a caveat where some of those were 20 or 100 or 60, 70 person fields back yeah, when it was a lot or, different. So it's nowadays, yeah, some it's of them, so they were like, maybe harder. like eight or I think half of his bracelet, they were in the, like, like uh, early 90s or something where it was like much easier to win. Right. Much more, yeah. much of the field. I mean, it's still like amazing that he's trying so hard and he has 15, right? It's pretty. Yeah. Incredible, but uh, yeah. Someone asking, do you think you're, yes or no, do you think you're crazy, that crazy hair when play tournaments to this, do people treat you differently because of your hair? No, not so much. But they do play treat, treat me differently because I'm like, I guess I'm known, and there's like yeah. YouTube videos. You know, when they watch the YouTube highlights and they only show my bluffs, but I don't obviously like everybody who knows about poker. It's like it's not like I bluff every hand, right? Mm -hmm. But some some guys who are not used to it, and they see me run a big bluff on TV once, and then it's just like paid off uh, forever, you know? Right. I mean, now obviously, like people who like know the game of poker, like they they only highlight the like right. most impressive hands but it's not like maybe yeah you could use that a little bit to yeah. your advantage that's that's good but it's actually kind of hard also because like sometimes when you're like yeah it's hard to like know like what people think of you like they have like very polarized versions some people they're extremely scared of me some people they're just like uh, they just play with me to tell them first they bluff me they wanna exactly. especially when I play a hand with me to bluff me especially at the lower buying I mean like if it's 10k they're not gonna just like fuck around and uh, right. like especially like play any two to bluff me and right. give me the bluff but if it's it, like it is it is an, it's very interesting being a female player or a you know a sponsored or a known player there is definitely exactly like you're yeah, saying that's it's where dynamic, it's, like, like, it's, it's very it's very psychological dynamic, it's, if you're in tune to who wants to be your buddy and not go at you and then you got guys that just want to you know if you can determine that it, it makes a huge difference and that's sometimes not easy guys yeah, that you're unsure yeah. about but there's definitely something there it's pretty polarizing too yes. sometimes they're extremely scared they like check back the third nuts and like I'm like come on man I have two cards like you it's not like yeah, 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 yeah. so don't need to right. be so scared <laughs> right yes for sure um, poke, future of poker we sort of discussed this you always play some next vacation you have a next spot next you're going to relax sure. maybe maybe Asia probably Thailand but I don't know when maybe January Thailand, cool. What is your favorite TV series? Do you watch any shows? Uh, I love Rick and Morty. What is it called? Rick and Morty. Oh, Rick, 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 Rick and Morty. I haven't heard of that. You haven't heard of that? No. What? It's the best show ever. You have Rick, to watch it. What's Rick? it on? Where is it on? It's, uh, I think it's on Netflix or on Amazon Prime now. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. It's like a, it's kind of like an anime comic. It's about like, yeah, it's really cool. You should watch. It's right. really, really fun. I learned fun. something new. I have I not heard of that. Ever. There you go. Rick and Morty. Um, so this I've seen a few questions about. Would you ever consider a rematch with Lex in kickboxing? So you did have a, I guess, what year was that roughly? That was uh 
2011, I think. Wow, long time ago. So yeah. you and him did a, a kickboxing match. Was it? And would you ever do that again? Or what? I, I actually don't know much about how this all happened. We talked a little bit about it. There was a, it was like a fr- it was a match. He had an advantage. You thought, or it was sort yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, it beat me pretty badly actually. Also, I also kind of choked actually, which was pretty surprising because usually I'm. As I told you, I perform pretty well compared to the practice. You know? Right. But when it's like I don't know, when it's like physical and you get a bit hurt and it's like it's quite different pressure actually when somebody's trying to hurt you then yeah then there's, like, there's, there's, yeah, there's there's different games, pressure when there's you play like uh, monetarily video, video games or you play poker and when like uh, so I kind of choked and I didn't perform well I would probably have lost anyways but I performed way, less, way worse than I did in practice which was uh, quite surprising uh, even though I did kind of harder practice like one time I broke my rib and stuff but still like you broke your rib in practice. I mean, like, it's like fissured, you know. Really, it's, not yeah. really break. it's not. It does, it's not like shattered. It's right. like fissured. But you got. Hurt. But it hurt. It's already kind of annoying actually because you can't sleep well and it's like. Shit. But so. uh, I cho- I choked pretty hard and. Um, but it was a great experience anyway. It was great training, you know, and. Uh, oh, much I don't know now. It's like it's difficult. It's not about about legs. I don't know if I want to commit to the training it's right. like really really intense and basically you cannot do anything it's, else it's if you want to get ready for a match like this you have to be like able to not, not do anything else for like at least six months there, I think there's been uh, so Sorel Mizzy and Brian Rast had a match a boxing match um, Antonio boxed Kevin Hart this year I don't know oh, if you saw that, that. Who, who won Rast won I guess uh, Mizzy won pretty oh, yeah? easily, easily it wasn't very close um, and then there's the the Olivia Bousquet and JC Alvarado um, pretty intense fight. Yeah, that one was, that, that uh, was a rough, yeah. real serious. And then Antonio had 35 to 1 against Kevin Hart for a, 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 a boxing match, and Antonio won $10,000 bet for 35 to 1. Oh, he, he, he was giving 35 to 1? He was given 35 and 1. He was giving? Yeah. He got, like, he was a dog, 35 to 1 dog. Oh, he was? And he won. Yeah. Oh, wow. So See, it was pretty crazy. Was he a 35 to 1 dog? I mean, Kevin's like boxes. He's like, you know, Antonio's never boxed. Oh, he, he had like a year to train, though. He trained pretty hard. But, but Antonio was much taller, right? Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I thought the it can't be quite, 30, the 35 to 1 is insane. Like, I don't know, like, you know. Especially at boxing. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes the odds are like, depends on which yeah. game, I guess. I don't know. It's difficult to... But, all right, so it was a good experience. I mean, you, you, it was a good training, the mental side. Yeah, of, I don't know what time again. If I go to Thailand, I would do some training, you know, but like, Hardcore training for actual fight is like tough to. Oh, there's a question: Have you ever been in Thailand? So yeah, I yeah. love Thailand. I love Thailand. It's one of my favorite countries. And happens to be where maybe next vacation. So there's another question. Yeah, do you want to remix? Uh, what do you study the most about holding? How do you study? Do you do? Are you into like PO? Do you do some of this the work, the intensive work? You talk with friends. Like, what's like a a review kind of? How do you? Yeah, how do I you do some with? of the PO stuff, but I'm not like super fan because I think it's more important for like. I mean, I don't play as much as those 100Ks and stuff, you know, like it's more right. important for the 100Ks when the field when the field is like extremely tough and everybody has a good idea of how to play G- right. GTO and stuff and mm-hmm. you can't really exploit them. But like I think like a lot of the live fields that we play there is like, there's a way to uh, to exploit the player. So it's good to know, it's good to know the GTO obviously, but you kind of also like want to be able to deviate, uh, to deviate fast. And I think like adaptation is like, Really, is the most important uh, the most important thing in uh, in poker. So I, I talk a lot with friends, of course. Like watch, uh, watch reviews and like watch uh, like what they like uh, teach on like the the poker study sites. And uh, but I think like as I told you, uh, I think like the preparation. Like when you come to a point, like depending on the tournaments you play, obviously, like if you play 250k, it's like always super important. But if you like play other tournaments, like um, come to a point, it's better to like be able to like focus on your preparation and playing your 
playing your A games and mm -hmm. increasing your A game, you know, be able to play like uh, at the best of your ability most of the time. It's, right. It comes to a point where it's like more important than increasing your ability. If, it, mm -hmm. if that make if that makes any of course. sense, you know, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Um, that that is uh, that's that's interesting. I like I like how you word that. When are the sunglasses coming back? Got sunglasses yeah. right here, so that's on. Um, uh, how the f you always come with the call when someone try to bluff you on the flop? Just fantastic, yeah, man. Just legend. Always cool, and eventually they're gonna bluff. Gotta catch a bluff. That's a good. <laughs> yeah. What What is your favorite French meal? Favorite French meal? Uh, uh, like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like a restaurant or like a yeah. or like a baguette croissant or favorite yeah give me one uh, second yeah, tell them yeah, give, explain hey, French food's great yeah What's French you? food is great man there's so much uh, so much variety I guess I, lo I don't know I love the foie gras but it's just difficult to like choose only one I think foie gras is one of the, my favorite French food but uh, French meals like Mm, I don't know, man. Stuff, stuff. I so like, much good. Food. I like. I like to switch it up too. I like. I kind of like to eat very different things, and it's like great. That I don't know. I'm not the kind of guy who can eat the same thing, like every day. I get kind of bored if I have the same thing like two days in a row already. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's a lot of good options. French food is fantastic. Um, skipping down here a bit. What? What is? Uh, where did you get the name Elky? Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't know the story. Oh, it's a yeah, great. Actually, it's a, it was like a. So, uh, it was like a. Uh, Name of one of my character in some role playing games. Mm -hmm. the, name, the name was El Contar, okay, and then I used it online, and then like one of the guy uh, shortened it to Elki, so I used Elki, and then when I moved to Korea, that was uh, my nickname. But the Koreans they have a really hard time pronouncing my real name, you the know, yeah. because they cannot pronounce the R, and it's like, and actually yeah. everyone can have a hard time pronouncing my last my yeah, real name, a, which is complicated. Yeah. So I and uh, and also when I. When I played online, I had Elki with my picture on it, so everybody I meet and stuff, they always call me Elki, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Actually, it was, I put my picture, so a lot of the guys, they, I didn't know who they were, but everybody knew where I was even. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. everybody called me Elki everywhere, and it's just like so much easier than just like correcting when there's right. misspelling my real Yeah, it's name, a very so cool, just, like, makes sense, one of the cooler you know? nicknames, I think, in poker. It's uh, it's a very, you know, it's got a decade plus of of uh, foundation yeah, it's like everybody name. can pronounce it it's like the easiest thing to pronounce for pretty much yeah. every country in the world so it's like there you have it Elky that's how it, that's how it went down um, have you ever thinking about quit the game was there ever a period of time where you you consider just saying you know what I'm done with poker I want to do something else and uh, have you ever is that ever like a serious part of your I never, I never really consider like you know every time I blew the tournament I want to quit the game. It's like all, it's like all of us. You yeah, know? <laughs> very temporary. Never like a time you stop for a while. You know, and one hour later, I was in the tournament in thirty minutes. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, find something. We, we all have this feeling whenever we do tournament. Tournament can be pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, it's very mentally, mentally, mentally uh, challenging. What uh, what would you? But, be doing? Yeah, but to, to back to this, I mean, like poker is such a great game that I can always play like. I never totally quit, and you can. It also gives you the freedom to play a little bit less and like focus on the projects that you want uh, on the side. So that's like one of the best thing about poker. Also, as well, is you get so much flexibility and freedom to to operate as you want, which is like everybody right. can play like as much as they want, whenever they want, wherever they want. It's like well, before it was like when it, you know before the regulations, it was wherever and whenever they want. Right. I remember those golden days where you could play from everyone. Yeah. You could play from Las Vegas. It was like it was a dream, man. April. Oh, April. 15, 2011, 2011 that yeah. was, uh, that's, yeah, it's, it's really insane. I mean, I just, the fact that you just can't play in the U S anywhere, I mean, yeah, really, it's, 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 it's wild to think how that really affects the Twitch landscape 
the other landscapes, the con- like where poker would be. And it's, I think it's, you know, I think it's, it's in a good spot with all things considering where poker is, but that really did. You yeah, know, it's so a lot so of much growth. It'd be, be so way bigger, bigger be way so more bigger, exciting. Yeah. I mean, you see Pennsylvania just passed. I think Michigan may pass West Virginia. Um, I think is also passed. Like, so there, there is sort of a signs of growth. Sports betting is legalized at a federal level in the U S now, which is a big deal. I mean, there, there, there is a, Oh, yeah, I, I hope they're not saying to check out or something. Sorry, guys. On the pod. hello. Yeah. Hi. How yeah. How everything okay? Oh no, we're all good. We got the chair. We're here doing a podcast right now. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We we're a little late today as well, and that was partly due. We were chairless. We were one chair. They were good service here. Bahamar. Yeah, Bahamas job. is pretty awesome. They, the yeah. service. Uh, bah- Bahamas has a stigma of not having great service, but I've, I've been impressed in my visits here, and, yeah. including this trip. So, um, sorry about the interruption on the phone call. That was them just following up. What were we were just in the middle of talking about? Uh, Elky, the nickname. We're talking about the Black Friday. Black Friday, yeah. It's crazy how the trajectory's gone. But again, poker does seem, party poker's been growing overall. The live events are up. I mean, the live poker all over the world. New yeah, stops, new tours. Really, new, really great, it's yeah. really growing fast. So it's uh, it's good. Also, party poker got rid of new aliases. So all new nicknames and also no HUDs. Yeah, which really is great. pretty cool. really great for the game, I think. Yeah. Levels, levels the field, makes it makes it even playing field. And, and that's awesome. Um, do you know what your name Elky means in Russian? I have no idea, actually. Do you know? I don't. Never. I mean, I've, I've never heard that. Uh, someone asked about the Lex fight again. We've already talked about that. Um, inspiration to start playing poker. We already went through that as well. So some of these questions are being covered. Uh, you always get the image of being fun and being the bouffant, being a, or like kind of fun. Having a, uh, having am, a chat. I, am I really? That's uh, not a good word. That's uh, not the right way uh, to say it. I think he means... This is some translation uh, issues yeah, yeah. here. Um, do you, like having fun, meet outgoing, speaking, having a good time. Do you feel I like I'm, the one, I'm one of the most fun players at the table? But uh, I try to, but I'm not like the most like outgoing and outspoken. You know? Yeah. What's but, your favorite? Yeah, you. I'd, I'd say you're you're, you're known as a character in poker. Like people, you're your you personality, and you yeah, know, you're yeah. not like just sitting there, the you know, tanking and never yeah, talking. Yeah, so. I don't tank at least. That's, that's, yeah. that's good. <laughs> favorite starting hands other than Ace? Do you have any like um, fun hands? Like jack nine suited, or do you have any like particular one or one of I like eights because there's the one I won the PCA with, you know. Right. Uh, okay. So pretty yeah. good luck in Chinese. Is a good. It's pretty good luck in Chinese culture too, so yeah. it can be bad. Eights is good, right? Eights <laughs> is good. It's pretty good one to have. Some people have like ten seven half or something. Right. Eights to be off. I mean, Daniel has ten seven half or something. It's also what's, a significant what's your, what's yours? I like jack nine suited and. Yeah, it's a fun one. That's actually eight's one of the most significant hands of your life too, because you won it with it, and you also lost yeah, the main and right, your yeah. fiance. So yeah. two eights. I think we found your for sure favorite hand. Um, why did you choose to move to Prague? And what's your? Give me a normal day in the life of Alki. What What do you do if you're not playing poker? And also, why Prague? Why did you? Uh, move I mean, to Prague? Prague is a great spot. Actually, I've been there many times when the, the tournament there, and then like uh, the EPT, and I always loved it. And then like. There was not many options at the time to like because I needed to be able to play on the French side and on the uh, dot com side and like and uh, it was mostly like a Czech Republic or Austria and I really love Prague I love the vibe it's really centrally located it's yeah. like people are nice it's really it's really safe and, and uh, they have like much much better, better food also uh, nowadays and it's like and also it's really close to uh, King's Casino. You've been to Kings, right? Yeah. Yeah, you've been there for, yeah. the, for the millions uh, in uh, August, right? Yeah, I was there, yeah. Yeah, so it's really close to uh, close to Kings, and I'm like a friend with Leon, so I can go there all the time. It's like it's like the biggest poker room in uh, in Europe, and I'm like, 
I'm really glad to support it because it's like doing a lot to to grow the game. I think it's uh, right. the more like characters like him would really love the game to grow it because like a lot of the time it's like when you go to like a live event, you know, it's like you go to a casino and the casino they don't really care about poker players or like I mean if you go to Barcelona, Barcelona is an amazing spot, but like because you know they couldn't care less if poker players are here or not, you know. But right. when you go there, you like feel really appreciated and they really like to grow the game and bring the players, so it's uh, it's great and it's. Pretty awesome what he's uh, been doing and playing there. It's like also like some of the most comfortable place to play. I think it's really that's really awesome. awesome for sure. No, that's a great city. I've been there. It's, it is one of the one of the gem cities I think in the world that area. And um, what my day look like? I mean, it depends a lot actually. So if I play poker, it's gonna be totally different than if I don't. Usually, I just like I don't know. I wake up, I meditate, I try to go on a fasted run, and I eat some food and. I study something with poker or not, or sometimes I spend time with Jenny, or we have friends around. It really like it really depends. There's not like one day that I try to replicate all the time. You know, I always yeah. try, kind of try to adapt. I mean, something that I always try to do. You know, like I always try to get some kind of exercise and to get meditation and to sleep a decent number of hours if possible. But then after that, it's just like what, what do you what do you consider the ideal sleep? Like, do you, do you if you say you don't have a rush confined like you go to bed you like eight hours do you have a set amount you set an alarm or wake up when you wake usually up yeah i don't set the alarm if i can but sometimes you have to of course uh usually it's between seven and a half to eight and a half i guess yeah it's like my natural thing so right obviously sometimes you like jet lag or like just twist out or like you have to wake the prison alarm it's like how about you yeah, i think I'd, I'd say like eight hours but it's uh yeah just depends a bit um all right, man. We let's, let's just say there's a lot of questions, so we've answered a lot of these. We'll take a take some more here. How often you play at Kings? That's one. Of, yeah, I mean, I'm that is your Kings. I pretty it's often got it on the, yeah. on the on the on the shirt here. One of your that's yeah, your spot. Uh, at the very least, a couple of times a month. But like during the World Series Europe, I was there for like one month straight. You know, but it really it really depends what's going on. But I, I go there really often. I mean, it's like an amazing place to play poker. I think. Yeah, and um, here Veronito saying many years they've seen you. Among the best, you are one of the best players to my liking. What's the secret? Give us a give us a poker uh, secret tip. There's no secret, unfortunately. You know, it's like it's kind of sad, but there's no secret for anything. It's like kind of like working hard, hard and work. like being dedicated, and like also showing up. You know, like playing a lot of tournaments. I mean, like if you want to have a lot of results, you have to play. You have to play a lot for sure, and like mm -hmm. you know, being uh, being strong mentally. Men mental game is one of the toughest I think especially in poker you know because you get some especially MTTs MTTs are sick and you get yeah, the, yeah. you get the sickest dance wings and then like you get some spots where you have so much equity like I got so lucky to win the Colossus you know, I could have gotten fifth or like fourth and it's like right. and then it's then not have this opportunity for like a couple of years so it's like mm -hmm. it's really really, really uh, yeah it's tough, a blessing but so it's like so there's not really like any uh super secret I think you know everybody is trying to sell you secrets in pretty much anything there is no secret you know it's, right. always, it's always a scam unfortunately if it sounds too good to be true it's really easy that's yeah, <laughs> true know? absolutely what kind of business projects have you been working on outside of poker do you have uh, do, do you do some are you more like investments bitcoin crypto stuff or do you do do you have any physical like stuff like do you have any what, what's your kind of projects or future stuff do you have anything yeah in the I mean I'm really interested in, in crypto and I've been uh, working as an advisor for Chili's I don't know if you've heard of it oh yeah, so yeah, yeah for, Alex, uh, for Alex Riffers I, yeah. I think it's a pretty really really good yeah I see they make partner with a lot of big uh, football clubs yeah yeah Juventus and uh, Paris and uh, they, they want to do the same things they want to do it for eSport as well you know and mm -hmm. I think it's like uh, makes a lot of sense so and um, that and in I think crypto and eSports are some of the domain where there's like a lot of growth and I have like a lot more affinity to it 
so that's what I've kind of been working on. But uh, cool. but uh, yeah, I don't want to invest in so much on things that I don't really know. Right. Know? And like I don't know so much about poker. <laughs> I don't know so much besides poker. Or right. Like, so that's something. It's hard to be like, an expert. You know, ten thousand uh, hours, all these things. You just start like doing a little of everything you don't yeah. know. It's like you get you get kind of. It's like in poker. You come in and you don't know how to play. You got to put your time. In. You're not just gonna come in and do. You know, well, instantly, so yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky. Well, sometimes you do actually, <laughs> right? And that's that can be tough too if you hit like one yeah, early yeah, and you think you're better actually. than you are. Yeah, that's very tough. Uh, do you still play multi table? Yeah, of course, I do. I do play a lot on party poker, party poker.fr as well, you know, right? Awesome, yeah. Me too. What is your most memorable Pokemon? We covered that. He's uh mentioned the PCA win that was in the Bahamas. We were here in the Bahamas, we're at Bahamar, that was Atlantis 2008, so just uh, 11 years ago. Um, best memories would say the Atlantis or yeah. Bahamas. Couple of big wins, super elky. So I'm just saying hello. Um, if I buy your book, you have a what's your I book? I have a book, yeah, yeah. Razor's Edge is a few years old now, I think. What's that. it called? Razor's Edge. Razor's Edge. I think it was I covered it with uh, uh, Lee Nelson, Tyson Stripe, and uh, Tony Dunst. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, I really, I really try to give like people the way to think about the game, but uh, uh, so like not only like what to do in certain situations, but how to like. How to think about it so you can adapt because I think that's the most uh, the most important thing in poker is to be able to adapt to the situation that you're in, you know, because there's never like there's never a situation where you always have to do something, you know, pretty much. I mean, obviously, if you have the nuts, you have to call, but besides that, besides that, you should always like think about different ways to play the hand and like the situation you're in depends so much, you know, like sometimes people just come and they're like, How do you play this queen? I'm like, This is no like, <laughs> right. you know, sometimes you can put 50 blinds in, sometimes you can only put two. It's like, you know, it's right. really, it really depends on yeah. like, who is it, pretty depends who's at your table, the way they're playing. Like, there's just so much variety. Yeah, the fa- the phase you know? is it on the bubbles, like, the start, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, what's like, happening. you know, it's like so much things, like, like, yeah, there's so much things to consider. And also, like, even there's a lot of things to consider, you should not play always one certain way, you know what right. I mean? Kind of, I mean, like you shouldn't do the hundred percent of the time the same thing with the with the range of hand. You should like mix up some uh, some stuff too. So it's yeah. like it's just too difficult, too complicated, and like you have to adapt. And it's, that's why also it's important to be present at the table, right? So you know you have more information. Like the more information you have, is like the better decision you can make. Like right. no matter how much your poker knowledge is, if you just come to a table with eight randoms, it's like how much of a good how good of a decision can you come? Like mm-hmm. like the best player in the world, if he comes to a random to a to a table with like eight random is not gonna take as good decision as us if we've been at the table for like four hours, you know. Just right. because just because he has no idea like what other people Tendencies, are, you know. For so sure. you just have like to play like total GTO game, which is like uh, not as good if you know if you know if you know the players. Obviously, like it's much better, right? So for sure. That's why you should always pay as much attention as, as you can to the to the game. Unless like if your table is breaking next, I guess sometimes you can just be like. Fuck it, you know. Yeah. So uh, you can you can watch the screen actually, and they tell you the breaking order. If I'm not, I'm like two table next to break, and it's kind of a trouble. It's like yeah, whatever, you know. It's like not as important, but it's still quite important because you can find the players later, and it's like it's true. It's, it's all it's it's why it's so fun. There's just so many iterations, so many different different combinations uh, of hands or people, and how you play against others. That's why it's fascinating. It really is a a fun deal. Um, someone talking about in tournaments and. and getting depressed how do you deal with despair like you know months or you know, the high it's like Olympic athletes or athletes they hit the they win a title or they win games or they have a bad game how do you deal if you're on a downswing or you know you didn't play well in a tournament like do you, do you have any when you're really not feeling good or you're kind of down about your game because it is a mental game and it's results oriented a lot you maybe play great and you're not doing well yeah. it's frustrating how do you deal with 
um, when it's not going very well? Uh, it's tough, man. It's uh, you can like it's very tough. I think like I kind of like running physical activity. I think physical exercise is really, it's really a good balance because mm-hmm. also like when you play poker, usually you just sit all the time and you kind of it's good to have some kind of balance and to exercise and uh, work out. But it's kind of different for everyone. I think sometimes you just play games to relax or spend time with your loved ones. It's like I think you should. Uh, but as Jeff said earlier, the most important thing is to be aware of it, and then you can do like everybody is different and everybody has different activities that they like to do and. Uh, you just have to experiment what makes you what makes you feel better. But usually, like to forget about the game for a little bit is okay. Is okay too, you know. And like, mm-hmm. don't force yourself to play if you like feel bad. It's also not that great either, you know. Like you, you kind of to always want to uh, want it when you go play a tournament. Like you can't just like oh I have to play this tournament. But it's like you don't never have to do anything, you know. You just have to choose that you're gonna play this tournament and play your best game. But if you know you're like already feeling bad and not so confident, maybe you take like some time off and like. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's different for everyone. It's uh, it's quite uh, it's quite difficult. But also, you have to realize that just uh, the result is not what matters. Like you shouldn't set like result goals in poker so much. You know, it's about mm-hmm. how you play the game. And like if you play well, and like if you play well, that's the most important thing. And actually, like usually, like the earlier you bust, the better you play because <laughs> it means like if you go in like uh, the first time with aces and you played perfect, you played perfect, right? But like when I win the Colossus, I definitely made a lot of mistakes. Like not a huge huge mistakes but like the more hands you play the more mistakes you're gonna do that's for sure right so right. it's like so it's like you just have to be uh, set your goal to play play your best game and then the results they will eventually come uh, DTs can take, a, can take a while but mm-hmm. they will eventually come so you should definitely like never be the result oriented and it can be frustrated but look at the big picture and if you made the right decision and you were focused and you play better than the others eventually you're gonna get uh, better results absolutely what is um what what is the biggest bad beat? Do you remember a hand? There was a moment in a tournament or somewhere. Do you have a do you have a, a hand that stands out that or a cash game that was just like situationally ridiculous or just so oh, so? I got a really bad. I mean, was well, a bit of statistical bad beat. It was like some small cash game online. I think like and then two hundred and I had like is seven of diamonds and like um, check four dudes. All diamonds mm-hmm. and I get it in, so pretty good. And then you come like nine of diamonds, king of diamonds, and you have queen of diamonds. That's, oh, shit. that's weird. So you made a run over a straight perfect, flush, perfect. run over a straight flush when you had like, you know, so that was a big statistical one. But um, emotionally, I think one of the toughest one was uh, I think late 2008, I was playing like the 15k Bellagio, uh, right after I won the 15k uh, in November, right? And then I actually, I could have been like a player of the year, card player at the time. And then uh, there was a hand where I think I started like 45 blind or something like that. And then Eric Cajolet raises early position. I flat with uh, his queen suited. Another guy flats and flop is uh, his queen free rainbow. So pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the check, I bet. He check raises, I flat and turn the king of hearts. Now there's two hearts. And I don't think he check raises. Nobody check raises his king. That's but I mean, it's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. So he could have freeze, I guess. But pretty good. And he shoves, pretty big shove, and I snap. And he had like six, eight of hearts, and a river with a heart, and it was wow. like really painful. Holy like, shit! Uh, that's a crazy hand. <laughs> that was not like the sickest bad beat ever, but it's no, like it's, so it's, it's just pretty, a situation. It's a situation, you know. Pretty it's like, randomly disgusting. Yeah, it's like, like later on day two, and it's like really brutal because I had a good chance and I was feeling great and like 
you know, yeah. it's like just those like, are the ones you can't really explain. You like bust those, like it's yeah. like no one, you can just like so ridiculous that yeah. it's like, it doesn't make it's sense. Like, that's 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 what was one of not the sickest one, like statistic wise, you know, right? But it's just like the one that was stuck into my memory. Yeah, that's one I, I wouldn't forget that one either. <laughs> can you speak some Korean? Are you fluent? Yeah, Korean? I can speak Korean. I mean, not perfect, but I can definitely speak Korean. Yeah, give a give a. <laughs> Nice. That sounded official. I wouldn't know if that's right. What are you saying? Hello, my name. Nice to meet you. And uh, I can I can speak pretty well. Actually, I studied and like I mean I can get along everyday life. You know, like can order anything. Like that's awesome. Very cool. Korean. That's a Korean that's actually a is pretty easy to learn if you think it's like really cool language because it's like a new one, so it's very mathematic. So it's like interesting. Much easier to learn than like French or any other language. For oh, sure. I've never heard that. That's uh, interesting. Um, are you happy in the modern world or do you need more? I mean, I guess that's a, uh, that's a, I don't know, man. That's a deep is, question. Happiness is a pretty, I mean, the modern world is all I've been, <laughs> is all I've been living, right? So when you live into it, it's like, yeah. how can I say if I would be happier in a previous world? It's difficult yeah, it's a loud question. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, do we talk about so, that? Shampoo. Do you have a, do you have a go-to shampoo or whatever? No, I don't. Oh, right. You don't care? You don't tra- travel uh, your own shampoo? Uh, no, sometimes I do like the Purple People want to know to they're fascinated about the, the hair. The purple, purple thing to keep it, uh, to keep it like uh, from being yellow, but okay. maybe not. <laughs> okay. Um, do you ever gamble on casino games? Do you play in the pits at all? Not anymore. Actually, when I was like, I think when was that? Like 07 or 06, I would play a lot. You know, every time I would Vegas, we would go out and like, we would like try to back favor whatever we spent. So mm-hmm. that was, ter- and it worked pretty much all the time except it worked didn't work one time. So you spend, we're doing what exactly? And we were, so we spent 1,000 and we go play roulette drunk ah, and we okay. bet 1,000 and we double until we win it back. And obviously oh. it works every time until it doesn't work one time. Oh, right. No, <laughs> so Martin, I, lost, yeah. I, lost, I lost a lot of money uh, one day, like a lot of money drunk and then I didn't play again after that. I mean, I play a little bit sometimes just to fuck around, but not like, any like things. So you literally bet like 1,000, then 2,000, 4,000, 8,000, 16 or whatever. Yeah, and 32 and then like. And then it's. And then bust. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, the Martingale. It's so a either I'm going to win 1,000 a lot, but. Uh, <laughs> a lot of time, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty. But I mean, like, yeah, so my biggest bet was about 30, but I don't play really anymore. I don't play big bets anymore now. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I mean, you can't win, so it's not a. Right. But sometimes it's fun if you want to be with friends and you go find yeah, and, and, and roll the dice and stuff some, like yeah. this, you know. But you should be as a responsible hobby, as a hobby and responsible, and it's kind of easier to get out of control, especially when you are like around casinos all the time, you know, when you play poker. Right. Yeah. I know a lot of poker players who have like really bad, uh, really bad gambling habits, so it uh, can be good for you, man. Right. Okay. <laughs> you play? Do you play some casino games? No, I used to play. I used to like roulette, um, but. I, yeah, no. The answer is no. Uh, I'll play. Like, my wife hates it. Actually, a funny story because I met my wife at Burning Man, and then we started dating, and uh, we were going around. We were in New Orleans, and I took her to a casino in New Orleans, and we I, I took like a thousand dollars. I remember, and I put a hundred dollar bet. Like I had a thousand in chips in front of me. I bet a hundred in roulette spin, and she like got so pissed. She's like, "What are you doing?" Like don't do that like and I was like whoa and I was like man this could be a problem right I gamble for a living you know play poker for a living and this is like a very you know friendly small little thing and she just didn't like it and was like doesn't like gambling at all and you know Brazilian culture and stuff it's not really a lot of Brazilian gamblers play poker right there is it is it's pretty big in Brazil it's very popular it's an emerging market but like traditionally you know in families and things like it's gambling is not a uh, like a really Thing. Even though you're uh, right, it's very popular now and it, it's growing, but it's a huge country and a lot of the it's not. Uh, it's but anyway, my wife didn't like it, uh, and I was like, I was like, man, this might not, this might not work. So all right, we did cover a lot of questions, guys, and we are going to go here. We're going to take this 
tweet. We're going to copy it. And I don't know if I've even done this. Let me go over here. So we're going to do a $55 giveaway, Elkie, and then we are going to shut it down. So we're going to let you control the RNG on it. Oh, see. Sick, nice. Let's draw and see if we can go. All right, we're logged in. Everything's good. We're going to click it. You tell me when and I am going to paste in. Someone's going to win a $55 party poker ticket courtesy of Elkie and party poker. And that's going to wrap up our podcast. So Elkie, tell me when. All right, let's go. Boom. Boom. Someone's winning it. Uh, you can only draw on your own tweets. Is that Uh-oh. What the heck? I'm logged. Oh, was it not my tweet? I think I did it wrong. Wasn't I? Am I logged into my tweet? Where are we? Elkie, where are we? Just false alarm somebody. I think I'm on my Twitter, man. Tweet, right? This is me, I believe. All right, we're going to retry. Wait, what oh, the this heck? One. Yeah, yeah. There's this one. 61 eligible people. That's a tweet, right? Copied. We're going to try again, Elke. I don't know. If somehow somehow we can't do it here, then I don't know. We're going to have to do it after, and I'm going to have to do it online. Let's see. One, two. You ready? Let's go. Yes. So who is this? This is... RL What's Cracking. RL What's Cracking. I'll tell you what's cracking is you have a $55 ticket. Look at that. He did it. He retweeted it. We're going to message him, and I will... Uh, oh, he wants something else. He won eleven dollars. Really, this guy's a, oh, he's a master. He's like, a double yeah, winner. So. Oh, sick double right. winner. Elky, I appreciate thanks, it. Man, yeah, awesome. this Thank was you. a lot Thank of fun. Elky Bertrand, thanks guys, and we'll see him in the future at many party stops. Congrats. Maybe go for the fourth. I don't know if anyone's ever won four. The, yeah, the uh, party poker is the first. And check him out on Twitter, Instagram, as well as you can see his Henna's Mob, all this stuff, guys. We'll see Elky in the future. And uh, again, follow him. Great time. Great guy. Great player. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.